You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you know what you are? You're a popcorn salesman. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, 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 the Home Stretch. All right, let's hit the field with, with, with Tyler and friends. Hello! Man, this thing's big. That's what she said. But welcome to the home stretch. I'm your host, Tyler Harrison, along with my co-host slash way too far buddy. All the way over there on the west side of things. How are you over there, Speedy? You look further away. I'm fading. You're fading. Mm. I'm fading. All right, anyway, <clears throat> I don't know where I was going with that, so I apologize in advance. Um, Whatever it was, there, there is somebody at this network that wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> they're or, no longer with us. Yes, that's what I meant. Someone who used to be at this network that probably wouldn't get that. That is a black mark on my resume. <laughs> that I even had him sit next to me. People will probably go, hmm. <laughs> you want a job? No, no, I don't. I just wanted you to know that this is the doofus I had to work with. But um, anyway... A lot to get to, and uh, I'm going to be very uncandid today. A lot of people are pissing me off. I'm begging Yankee fans to stop. Giant fans, we can complain until the cows come home. Um, We'll talk about that very shortly. And New York Jets fans, I don't want to hear you say another word for at least two years. Adam Gase, revenge tour complete. You want to? God damn. Nope. Not happening. (laughs) I, God damn. God damn. I mean, we, oh my God. Jet fans might cry. Oh, who, no, 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 no. You ready? No. No. No, I'm not. Is it who I think it is? I don't know. I can't look at right, Go ahead. Go ahead. And put them on. Thank you for calling the home stretch. How may I help you? Hi, Mr. Tyler Harrison. How are you? It's exactly who I thought it was. (laughs) How are you, my friend? Yeah, shut up. Get to the point. Listen, I'm I'm actually not happy about that wing yesterday. You shouldn't be. They looked awful. The the Cowboys, they, let me tell you something, they, they they came, they came off a bad, a bye week, and I think they were rusty, and they just, they didn't look good at all, and they let the Giants hang around way too, way too long, and... You know, they really should have stomped them. I mean, they did, but they really didn't. So. No, you didn't. In the second we half, didn't they did. Stu- in the third, third, the third Not fourth even the, quarter. S- the, fourth, the second half of the fourth quarter, sure. Because Daniel yeah. Jones showed up. But, but other than that. Well, well, not really. I mean, you, you can't really blame Daniel Jones. He really doesn't have an offensive line, and, and he just can't. Yeah, oh, he made Baker Mayfield we're talking about now. Oh. Well, Baker Mayfield, no. Oh, Eli Manning. <laughs> Sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, uh-huh. I mean the, the, yeah, but the Cowboys got the win, yeah, but you know what? It wasn't it really. It wasn't, wasn't pretty, and I'm going to say this, too. You're and not going to win a lot game. of games down the stretch. I'm not saying if that to be play, biased. If they play like that, no. You're no. going to be either 7-9 and or 8-8. Eight and eight. Your schedule no, is brutal. They're not going to be 8-8. Eight eight. D- dude, look at your schedule. Your schedule is brutal. I, und- I understand brutal. the schedule, but I, I think. No, I don't think you do. Next week you get the Vikings. I think. Okay. It's Kirk Cousins, so, so let's not forget that. No, so. that defense is better than the Giants defense, and they were yeah, – uh, yeah. that, that defense yeah. is backups maybe better than the Giants defense. Yeah. <laughs> then you get the Patriots. Then well, you get no, the that's, Bills. That, 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 that's not to the end of the month. I'm just saying in general. No. You got no, the Bills, I, I think he's just listing who's left. Uh, Chicago. Vikings, Chicago. 
You got the easiest. You've got two easy games left. No, they're not skins, and that's it. Chicago the Eagles, you get again. Chicago's not, not that good a, either, but good it's another right it's they another tough defense, and that game's going to be in Soldier Field, which is going right. to be uh, which is always a tough place to play. Chicago right. defense stinks right now. They stink. Defense doesn't. Their stink. defense. You're nuts. Stink. No. You're nuts. You're insane. Yeah, well, if their defense was that good, then they should be winning games. Mitch Trubisky right. cannot on. complete Mike, a pass. Mike, they lost the game seventeen to sixteen, which they should have won because of their kicker. We're not. And nope. They lost nineteen nope. to fourteen. That's nope. not. Defense, that's not. Lo- defense, that's not high scoring games. Nope. Nope. De- nope. The defense is not as good as everyone thinks they are. So. I yeah, agree. Right. They weren't as good as last year, but they're still a top ten unit. Nope. Yeah, that's fine. Nope. But they're not as good as people think they are. But that, that's, that's fine. fine. We have a lot to get to. Beef. What do you need? Yes. No, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, you just wanted to rub in the face the Cowboys. No, I'm not rubbing in the face. Close football game. That's fine. It was a win, but it wasn't a good win. No, it wasn't a good win. And I give you credit for admitting that because a lot of Cowboy fans are walking around like, it it wasn't because the 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 first play of the game, game, Dak throws a freaking pick. I mean, it was retarded. It was was stupid. Yep. Yep, I mean, obviously you guys know I was at the game last night. So, I mean, I mean. That, that black cat showed up, and that changed the whole thing for the Cowboys. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, mean. I was hoping it would curse the Cowboys. And then I, I, mean, let me, let me tell you I, I would have retweeted, what a catastrophe if the Giants won, but hmm. they didn't. When, when, uh, when, yeah, I have to say, seeing uh, Barkley live and how fast he is in person is, is crazy. Mm-hmm. That guy's got some wheels, man. Best running back it, in football. It's, it's amazing how fast he was not the best running back in football because he couldn't even run against the Cowboys yesterday. You put 10 in the box. Stop. I'm begging you to make some sense. What's that? I'm begging you to make some sense. He, they literally game-planned for Saquon. They literally they, they, had well, their yeah, best because, linebackers because, because he's, follow he's Saquon. option on the team, so that's what you stop. So a top five defense zoned in on Saquon Barkley. So God help top him. Top five defense this year. I know. Well, I'm, I'm just saying it was it was it was a bad win for the Cowboys, but they got the win. They they did what they had to do, and they won the game. So, I mean, I it was it was very frustrating to watch because they, if you look on paper of all the talent that they have on the team, they should be a lot better than what they are. Yeah, Philly would love to have a word with you. Just well, well, we're going to go into Philly and they kick the crap out of them. So no, I, I would say that. Week 16. It's week 17. Week 16. Seven, uh, no, it's uh, they 16. Seven, uh, they no, mentioned 16. it during the Monday night broadcast. Are you sure? We because played, we, we, we unless they were wrong, the then. Unless they were wrong, but they mentioned it during the Monday night broadcast. It's week 16. Because I know they get the last two games are division games, and they play the Redskins first. Yeah. I mean, I well, don't know. But. We played the Redskins the last game of the year. So. Okay. That yep, sounds, but sounds right. Nope, nope, nope. They flip-flopped them. All right, good. Yep, so I'm not I'm not worried about that. I think I think the the Cowboys are gonna sweep the division. I really do. So mm. Oh stop. Mm. Well they'll have to They're bank on right that. They'll, they'll have to bank on that because the rest you of the played the Redskins, the Giants twice, that's three well, that is the division. <laughs> and you split with the Eagles. Yeah, well, no, that's, we're not that's the Eagles. The we're going to beat the Eagles in Philly. You're going you're gonna to have to because, again, the out-of-division schedule is going to be very tough. Now, I think they could win some of those games, but it's still going to be tough. They're, even the games they got at home are tough. Buffalo, the Rams. Mm. No, I think Buffalo's a road game, too. No, I think Buffalo goes to Dallas. No, because no, Buffalo, Buffalo Thanksgiving. Because Buffalo, Buffalo Thanksgiving. Right, cause Cowboys bu- home. Oh, really? Because yes. Buffalo yes, played home. Because yes. Buffalo played home against Philly, and I thought they played on the road at the uh, in, no, against Dallas the Giants. Is home. Dallas is home oh, okay, no, because they can play at home against the Redskins. Yeah, you're right. Okay. 
Yep. So, I mean, but like I said, I mean, Dak, Dak didn't look too good. Zeke did his thing. He looked okay. He looked good in the second Cooper half. did his thing, but, you know, I mean. Cooper did his thing. He caught one big pass. He did. And then Barkley caught one big pass for a run. So, by I the mean, way, so by the way, you can thank the referees for that game because DeAndre Baker did not hold anybody. That pass interference I, that was, continued so to drive was BS. Sitting, I, I can't make that judgment. I could, oh, I mean, shut so the not, hell up. You're staying at home complaining about these things. No, You're he's li- saying his seat in the stadium. Oh, shut up. All right, I'm I done. I could not see. Was I'm done. Where I was sitting in the stands, I couldn't see if it was there. Okay, because they didn't play replays and they booed the crap out of the place. Okay, they didn't show. They didn't show the replay on the big screen. That was a bad call, though. That being said, the one the Shermer challenge was well, stupid the one, too. That the, was the one where the, the Shermer challenge pass interference that was they, they, that, right. that should have been overturned. That, that was pass interference. You thought that was pass interference? Okay, I mean it could have been called. It was just very light. For, Pass interference, was, even if, if it was. Look, so it was stupid it, to use if, the challenge. If you look at it, the, 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 um, the corner for the Cowboys bumped the giant guy. He didn't give him time to catch the ball. Okay. I mean, he, he, you know, messed up his round. But well, that, I that, mean, that's, that's fine. It's, just, it's something that really wasn't worth the but challenge. The but definitely the Baker one, I agree with him, was not a challenge. One was not pass interference. Why did the NFL have this rule in place if they're never going to overturn it? Because it has to be definitive. Right. Just not only that, there's a lot of things that get challenged that don't get overturned. What sense does that make? It has to be definitive. And it's oh. up to the uh, – we discussed this a couple of months ago. It's up to the coach to strategize when to do it. Right. It seems like a lot of the ones that are missed are done Yeah, but I think, Pat, I think Pat Sherman had to do it because, you know what, I think he's on a hot seat. He's going to get fired. At the end of right, but that's irrelevant. He deserves to get fired. It's irrelevant for game strategy, though. When you're yep. down one possession in the fourth quarter, 23-15 – well, the timeout. I mean, the, the, giant, the timeout is important. If it was third down, and maybe a longer distance, or even just third down in general, maybe you'd do it. But that was first down, so don't don't worry about no, it. No, I get it. But you know, he had to do it. He had a challenge. I don't think he had to. But I mean, to me, the, the, the Giants messed up on uh, on the opening drive when they when they got the interception. They, they should have scored a touchdown, and then they really should have been up like fourteen nothing. Oh, yeah, the Red Zone rules have always been a problem. And I, and I don't understand why the head coach for the Giants would pass three times before the end of the half with 43 seconds left when you're getting the ball back at halftime. Because you're trying to get a big play. Now, yeah, but you didn't need that. You had the lead, and you were getting the ball back at half, so why risk that? Why play conservative? You were trying to beat the Dallas Cowboys. You're not trying to play for a Yeah, field but goal. you were getting the ball back at halftime, and you had the lead. Who cares? You try to get that lead as big as possible. Yeah, Even I'm if it's a pick against, six. I'm not against it either. If there was 14 seconds, fine. There was, I think, 49. 43 seconds. 43? Okay. That's still, with two timeouts, a good amount of time if you hit one of those big plays. And it was just a stupid decision by Jones to throw that ball. Just throw it away. And obviously, he threw it. Yeah, but he basically threw up a punt. And the Cowboy guy just picked, just picked it off. It was, it was no, I know that. But I'm just saying that. Return resulted in the better field position and where it off, you're now, just, you I, just I mean, throw I, it away. I mean, I know Tyler's not a Giant fan, but you as a Giant fan, is this Daniel Jones guy, was, are you starting to worry about him now? Or? I mean, I was worried when they drafted him. I, he no, I know, so, yeah, I know that. He concerned but, uh, me as it like, was, and he still hasn't really gotten his biggest problem out of the way, which has been his fumbles. I mean, he's made a couple good throws. His outside play has been a little better, but it's still not great, and his so, middle of the field, is, which was a, and his decision making, I mean, well, which I mean, was a big Morris, strength he, originally, digress. Daryl Morris, he thinks this guy is the best thing in the, in the world. I mean, I hope he's right, but I, I don't see it. I didn't like him as a prospect. And he, again, 
he's improved a little bit. So, in the... so now let me ask you this: If the Giants somehow they only have two wins, right? The Dolphins have one, Cincinnati has one, uh, zero. So I mean, they should have won technically. The Bucks so kicker gifted the Giants try to, to, to fix the line, or did they go and get another quarterback? No, they can't get another quarterback. As much as I'm questioning Jones, I, I don't want them doing what Arizona did. I don't like recycling draft picks. So they should take – if there's top pass rushers available, they could take one of those. They, there's a Georgia offensive tackle that's very good. I wouldn't mind if they took him. But if Chase Young's there, I want them to get Chase Young. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I don't like Jones, but I don't want – the Giants duplicating the Cardinals. Yeah, but if he's not, but if he's not the, the franchise quarterback, then, 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 then the take then take draft, sound like Mike Widow. Right, but you can't judge that on one these circumstances and two a couple games. It's tough to tell. I don't like him. You're right, but that would have been something I would have addressed in that draft. And yeah, but so then what, what, so you stick with him for three years and he turns into nothing. Then you just wasted those three years. That's not true. Yeah, but they could have wasted those anyway with any other quarterback, too. It's not The yeah, Giants are not that good of a team anyway. I don't think any rookie quarterback would necessarily change anything. Like, even if they drafted one last year, I don't think they would instantly be better. They'd still well, be, where, they'd I mean, be competitive, well, but they wouldn't be better. But isn't, isn't, isn't Tua going to come out of this draft? Yeah, Tua's but not a sure Tua, thing whatsoever. But Tua is also going to be going to either one of the really, really bad teams. Unless the, the Giants, the Giants are in that mold too, but I don't think they are yeah, Miami Jets, Redskins bad right now. I'm taking Chase Young. I'm absolutely well, taking Chase Young. Okay. Chase Young is better. I think he's a better prospect than the quarterbacks right now. He's phenomenal and he's very well rounded as a pass rusher, and the Giants need that badly. Well, yes, of course they do, but. I mean, I guess you've you got to take the best player on the board at that time. Right, so. which is Chase Young. If he's available, mm-hmm. if the what I'm hoping, because the, there's one team that scares me in terms of chasing, taking Chase Young, and that's the Falcons. If the Giants somehow finish ahead of the Falcons, that would be nice, or in the draft order. That would be the one thing that scares me. Maybe the Jets, but the Jets also need offensive line, so they could take the offensive lineman that I was talking about. Well, the Jets, Thomas, the, Jets, so. the Jets have a lot of problems. Right. They the Jets need pass rush and offensive line, so they could go either direction. The New maybe, York Jets. Maybe the Giants take the other one, so I don't know. But regardless, even though I don't like Jones, I would not recycle quarterbacks. If, you're, if, if you don't like him after that time, there's going to be probably somebody in 2022, 2023 you could take. We don't know yet. It's too early to tell for college football. Of course, yes. No, that's fair enough to say, I guess, but I don't know. I, I, I said it from the beginning. I didn't want them Jones. to take one. I didn't want them to take Jones. I wanted them to take one this year and build the other te- rest of the team first, but they didn't. So, yeah, now so you want to stick with Eli for the, one more full year? Yeah, I'm now they have no choice. Yeah, but that didn't matter. They could have been 2-7 and seven with Eli, too. <laughs> yeah. They might have even won an extra game or two. Man. Well, the only thing Eli, I mean, Eli can't run. This kid can run. So he, sure. He but, right, but bit. Daniel Jones anybody. can't throw. So what? what's the difference? Do you know Smith can run? Does that mean we should uh, go I get guess, him again? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess you could, I guess you go both ways, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. But the, the New York Jets are an embarrassment also. So. <laughs> yeah. well, Adam Gase says revenge. Dolphins want yeah. Tua. Nope. Adam Gase says, nope, we're tanking too. Well, they, They're not they, getting they him. Well, Gase, I mean, there's going to be a lot of coaches fired. Probably Gase. Oh, uh, yeah. He, I think he knows he's probably going to get fired anyway so, at this point. But, 
we'll see what happens. But again, it was it was a bad Cowboy win, and I wasn't really happy. I was happy with the win, but I wasn't happy the way they won. Right, so, just, right. that it makes sense. It wasn't easy. No, it so. was. It makes sense. So, all right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. All right, let's do this, Speedy. Where are we going to first? We're start, well, let's just keep the Monday night thing going. I know they just heard you and uh, Beeves take on it, but let's continue with Monday night football, shall we? Oh, actually, I lied. That's what I thought. Around the world in sports, brought to you by Ray's Cafe, 150 Motor Parkway. Hop hog! New York. Ready, set, go. The return of, believe it or not, college basketball. Yeah, I'm, getting, I'm finding the March Madness music. As um... Jeez, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Louisville's up 87-70 over Miami. Seton Hall's up 81-58 over, I don't even know what this college's name is, Wagner. Wagner, I probably should have got. Florida is up on North Florida State. 49-29. Is that? North Florida, yep. Yeah, North Florida. That sounds right. VCU Commonwealth is up 48-30 over San Fran, San Fran Patrick. San Francis? I St. No Francis, I think that's New that's actually I think a New York State University. <laughs> Xavier's up 52 to 24 over Jacksonville. Big games, ladies and gentlemen. The big one is actually on ESPN2. Or are we on ESPN or ESPN2? ESPN. ESPN. Kansas is up 40-37 over Duke. I am waiting for them to get hit with something so they will fall apart. But as of right now, they're number three in the country. 51 Maryland over 30 or over Holly Cross. 51-39 there. The Zags up 17-8 over Alabama State. These games are marquee, I must say. Uh, number 14 ranked Memphis takes on Wait for it, SC State. Texas Tech is up 15-9 over EIU. Baylor beat Coastal Arkansas. I never, I, uh, that one I never even heard of. 105-61, to 61, that's probably why you never heard of them. Wow. Uh, St. Mary's, I'm sorry. Jesus, Lord. Yeah, St. Mary takes Saint on Mary's, Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Oregon takes on Fresno. Michigan State takes on Kentucky. That's obviously the doozy. And Utah That's the other take, one. Big one. Yeah. Utah State takes on uh, Montana State. And that is literally the longest I've talked about college basketball all year. <laughs> so from one college sport to the other, uh, we have Ball State trailing Western Michigan 7 nothing right now with a 10 minutes. football on Tuesday. Yeah, I guess wow. so. Oh, they're starting to get all these games in now. Uh, Toledo's up 28-17 over Kent State. That is uh, the only college football we have on. Yeah. Uh, for the music time. You know what? Let's go to the NBA, shall we? Boston's up 67-56 over the Cavs. The Pacers are up 70-60 over the Hornets. The Bulls are leading the Lakers right now 15-10 with about six minutes left in the first quarter. San Antonio is up 36-35 over the return of Trey Young for the Hawks. The Oklahoma City Thunder are up 15 to 8 over the Magic. And at 9 o'clock, which is in about a half hour, the Nuggets take on the Miami Heat. And then, of course, there's the doozy of them all the NHL. 
Carolina Hurricanes and Flyers have tied at one with six minutes to go in the second period. The Las Vegas Golden Knights are up 2-1 over the Columbus Blue Jackets. At the end of the first period, the Montreal Canadiens are up 3-1 over the Bruins. The Islanders are up 2-1 over the Ottawa Senators. The Kings and Toronto Maple Leafs, guess who came back today? Ah, uh, John Tavares. They're tied at zero. The New Jersey Devils are up 1-0 over the Winnipeg Jets. The Colorado Avalanche Dallas Stars will drop the puck in about 5-10 minutes. Uh, the Coyotes take on the Flames. They start at 9. The Blues and Canucks start at 10. And the Ducks take on the Minnesota Wild at 10. And at 10 o'clock, the Blackhawks take on the San Jose Sharks. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Around the World in Sports, brought to you by Ray's Cafe. Great vibe, great place, great food. 150 Motor Parkway, Hop Hog, New York. Say Ray. That was nice. That was. That was freaking good. Hey, Ray, use that slogan, will you? <laughs> I'll give you kudos for the, uh, just give me free food and we'll be fun. Say Ray. Mm-hmm. Where you want to go? Ah, Ray's. Damn, I'm good. Yeah. Errol Marks, I deserve a race. Anyway. Um, yeah, a race. So, a race in Ray's Cafe. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, Sounds good. Didn't even mean to do that. That was good. Very good. So why don't we uh, re-raise the red flags that the New York Giants and Dallas Cowboys arose last night? Arose, arise, arise, whatever. Ready? Whenever you are, Speedy. Just trying to skip the ads and then we'll be good. So last night, in true and utter giant form, the Dallas Cowboys went into MetLife and finally won a football game in prime time, 37-18 over the Woolly Giants. Dallas is now 5-3. and three. The Giants are now 2-7. and seven. The Beave left out a very important stat that really needs to be considered. Daniel Jones stinks. That's not a stat. That's a that's, stat. That's my stat. Um, this game was ugly. Yeah, this game was very ugly. The Giants, actually, I thought were going to win the football game. I did pick them to win Monday night. And at the I end of the first hopeful. half. At the end of the first half, I thought they would do it. Generally, when the Giants hang around like that and fight like that, they always find a way to win a football game they're not supposed to. Uh, Saquon had a big play towards the end of the game, too, which should have shifted the tide, but it didn't. Now, here's my takeaways from last night. A, you should have saw Eli Manning at some point. You're trying to win a game. You're trying to do something. And B, Pat Shermer, you ultimately deserve to be fired. Absolutely positively. And so does uh, whatever your defense James Betcher. James Betcher. Yeah, I actually think he's even worse. He's atrocious. Their defense looks out of position way too much. They... They got burnt by the same run over and over and over and over and over and over and, and over. the same either slant or skinny post to the left. Right. Dak Prescott didn't look great at all. No, he, he was very average in that game. No, he, he wasn't even average. But that's – you want to do that, that's fine. New York Giants looked awful last night. And um, there's a concern. There's concerns I have. And um, I, the Beeb just brought up a good point. Oh, well, there's no offensive line. What have I been saying for four years about freaking Eli? Oh, and it's funny, because if you look at the draft Daniel Jones came from, there were no star quarterbacks. None. Zero. Dwayne Haskins looks awful. I get it. He only threw one start, but doesn't look like he's got it. 
uh, Drew Locke we haven't seen yet. Probably the best one so far was Gardner Minshew. Right. Right. Or Brandon Allen. <laughs> no, he wasn't Well, no, I'm just saying rookie. Oh, God. Can you not enough rubbing Brandon Allen in, will you please? I mean. I need to hear it enough from my brother. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Um, he burnt me all week, so, I mean, we're not alone. You. What did you, what did you put money on? I picked Cleveland. Oh, I was going to say, did you put money on Cleveland or something like that? I picked Cleveland. I, mean, I um, think everyone picked Cleveland, so it's not like you lost too much. <laughs> oh, last week was brutal. Um, I don't think I got three games right. I think you, no, I think you were about 500, but in no comparison way. to. No chance. My 12 and 3 and. Errol going 14 and 1 is something thing like that. Errol went 14 and 1? Last week, yeah. Shut the hell up. Yeah. How can a guy that's constantly wrong have such a good record? He's been right about a lot of predictions this NFL season. <laughs> God damn. Anyway. Um, yeah, I can't listen to this. These things sound like they're about to snap. But, um, yeah, I. I don't really know what to make of the New York Giants right now, except they stink. They're atrocious. Dallas is going to be the worst team in the playoffs. Or the Eagles, whichever team gets in the NFC East division. Well, yeah, but the Eagles are better being a scrappy team, too, though. That's fine. But um, we're going to get to the Eagles. But the the Giants, it's time to move on. Pat Shermer's not the guy. Mike McCarthy's available. Please give him a call. For the love of God. All right, Speedy, what's next? All right, we'll stick with the primetime games, the whole theme. As we got another call, we'll go to the Thursday night game now 49ers and the Cardinals. But before that, we got a call. Thank you for calling the home stretch. How may I help you? Hello, Tyler. It's your friend, Anthony. No, hello, Anthony. I want to let you know, I. Just as you is flabbergasted that Errol went fourteen and one. That I'm shocked. Last week, yeah. Flab- flabbergasted. And Speedy did say one thing where he said, "You know, Errol has been a lot, uh, been right a lot this NFL season, except one thing: the Jets are an absolute joke." Right. I the word. I get. I guarantee you, that's the game he got wrong. Sam no, no, no. This was week eight. Darnold. No. I don't know. I didn't check. Is a great week. quarterback should not come out of his mouth ever again. We're gonna. I'm gonna get to the Jets, buddy. I promise. Did you hear? Let, did you hear my? Uh, the reason they end up lo- losing that game, Adam Gase's revenge. The Dolphins want Tua. Adam Gase is not letting him have him. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's the reason too. <laughs> Jets are tanking. I guess Adam Gase Adam Gase wants to on the Jets, but guess what? Adam Gase is going to be gone, and if we go back to almost, um, you know, a few months ago, well, before the NFL season started, and I called and said that Adam Gase is a terrible idea for a head coach, and you gave the keys to the entire franchise to Adam Gase, and I got called every name in the book because of what Adam Gase was doing with Peyton Manning and how he's a quarterback coach. You're wrong there, Errol. No, he no, he he went to Miami and he coached up a pretty good. He coached up pretty well a bad team. And Chicago too. He got the best years out of Jay Cutler. <laughs> right. He Adam Gates yeah, is a then, genius. Uh, I just think his personality turns people off. 
Adam Gase is a losing guy. He's not a head coach. He hasn't won anywhere and, and took over a winner besides being with big men. Yeah, but again, that team also had a lot of talent too, so that that's not really but, what like, you would judge. What I judge with Adam Gase is those couple years in Chicago where they were they were a good offense for once. The Bears never have good offenses, and yet with Jay Cutler and a pretty bad offensive line, I mean they they had Brandon Marshall great on a great year, and they had Alshon Jeffrey his rookie year. But I mean, they really it really wasn't a talented offense. I judge that more, and then Miami too. His first year there, they were a playoff team. Their receivers were good, but the offensive line was questionable. The running game was okay. It wasn't great, and he still did well there. And even the last couple of years, their talent, we say all the time, is maybe the worst in the league. And they were still, what, 7-9 and nine the other two years? 6-10, and ten, something like that. So they won a lot, and against a lot of good teams, too, they won against. So that was more of what we were judging with Gase more than the Broncos because, yeah, anyone could – Anyone could have been an offensive coordinator, really, with that talent, maybe besides Freddie Kitchens. Oh, I totally agree. I just, I'll let you get to the Jets in a little while, but I just want to say Adam Gates and the New York Jets are, I'm a Giants fan, so I have no ground to stand on. But oh, at I, least your I coach look, sucks too, buddy. Oh, yeah. oh, dude, I know. I hate, I hate everything about it, and I, I agree with Speedy too. Um, but I look across the way and I see the New York Jets. And it makes me smile, knowing, hey, at least I'm not that shit show. Right. <laughs> at least the Giants right. didn't Enjoy sign mega deals. Show, guys. But, yeah, you too. Thank you. All right. Go All ahead, right, so Thursday, Thursday night. night football. 49ers, 28-25 to 25 winners over the Cardinals. They had a big lead in Arizona. Almost came back, but the Niners got some big runs at the end of that game. Yeah, um... Kenyon Drake looks freaking good with a good team, doesn't he? Or not a good team, but a better team. So Kenyon Drake might actually pan out to be what David Johnson we all thought would be. Now, this is where I want to uh-huh. take this. Uh-huh. David Johnson's getting traded in the offseason to Tampa. Heard it here first. No, I, I, We joked about that, what, weeks ago? I know. <laughs> and now it makes a little more sense. No, yeah. Is he a free agent, though? He might just walk. No. He's on the second of his three years in his no. contract. no. So, yeah, I would venture to say David Johnson's going to Tampa Bay, unless Bruce Arians quits. But, um, yeah, it's time to apologize to the Arizona Cardinals now, isn't it? Uh, they are probably the best bad team in football. Is that fair to say? Okay. I mean, I wouldn't – I don't Cliff again, Kingsbury, I don't really think they're that bad, but – No, okay. but they're not – let's just be honest. They're, they're not a contender. They're best of – Right, they're not a – all right, we'll say They're in the, the best bat- division in football. Yeah. And they compete every week. Yeah, that's fair. We could call them the best not playoff team if you want to do that. Or no, no, they won't be. All right, no, no, no. That's not even what I mean. No, I'm not even talking teams mathematically in the playoffs right now or out of the playoffs. The I'm talking about best teams contender. that maybe best team that wasn't expected to be in the playoffs, kind of thing. Okay, so they'd be the biggest surprise for me. Okay. Now here's the thing: Chandler Jones, we knew was going to be great. Uh, Patrick Peterson's the best corner in football besides Jalen Ramsey. He had a bad and, game though. <laughs> Well, right, but, I mean, Kyle Shanahan's also a genius, so I, I don't knock him too much for that. But let's just get to the nitty-gritty. The San Francisco is freaking fantastic. Even without Quan Alexander, they're going to be fine. I really don't think it's going to be an issue whatsoever. Jimmy Garoppolo, you people that were, oh, no, 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 Jimmy G stinks. 
stop, please. Um, Emmanuel Sanders looks like it was a great trade. George Kittle, the injury to Kittle, I think, is why that game was even close in the first place. He missed a couple, a couple drives, I believe. And, I mean, they have the best running back core in football. Rita, uh, Morster, and um, Coleman, that's nasty. That's nasty. And they're doing this all without their two starting tackles. Unprecedented. Nick Bosa is definitively rookie of the year. Offense, defense, doesn't I'm, matter. He's rookie still, of the year. I'm still disappointed he didn't get his three sacks I was hoping he would get. Right. That's um, kind of disappointing. And speaking of disappointing, I'm still not sold on Kyler Murray. I'm really not. I'm just not. Um, he plays great when, like, the garbage time's around, but... Well, I would say he's a good second-half quarterback, even in close games. I think a lot of the times he's been better at adjusting. The problem is he's just so phasey. Right, and this is what I'm going to say about people about Daniel Jones, too. You can't – don't bail just yet. Well, I think he's been better than Daniel Jones. No, I mean, hell, Lamar Jackson's been better than Daniel Jones. But yeah. we'll get to him, too. But I – you know, it's, it's a shame to say – that this game doesn't really get the pump it deserved because it was on Thursday night. A lot of people don't like Thursday night football. Good game. Very good game. Uh, San Francisco's for real. Arizona's going to be a real good team, and they're going to be pesky throughout the week. I mean, throughout the season. So they're on the right track. Cliff Kingsbury is doing a good job. And uh, we'll see how this offense grows. Yeah, I, I would say... When you're looking at judging Kingsbury and Murray, I think Kingsbury's done a good job, especially getting the best out of lesser talents, too. Chase Edmonds, the tight ends, some of the random receivers that I didn't realize or I didn't believe would have an impact in that offense. And again, good second-half adjustments we've seen. Even in the games they've lost, they've come back and make it made it close. So he's been good, I think. Kyler Murray's kind of just been average. But and next year you might be better. That offensive line's not great. So you build up the offensive line, and we'll see what he's got. But the offense is working. So kudos All to right. him. Last of the primetime games, you mentioned Lamar Jackson. He and the Baltimore Ravens hmm. dominating the New England Patriots 37-20. to 20. Well, it's over, right? I mean, it's over. The Patriots stink. They don't deserve to be on the same football field that – I mean, goddamn, them, them and the Jets are basically on the same level now. Tom Brady stinks. Bill Belichick's an idiot. Um, the defense is overrated. Next question, please. <laughs> if any of that I just said, under my breath, resignated like, see, I told you, I told you about, you don't know anything about anything. Yeah. Tom Brady had a bad game against the best secondary in football. Boo-hoo. Look at what he lost to. On the road, prime time, a top five place to go in and win at. It's very hard to go into Baltimore and win a football game. Very difficult. A great coach. Evan Mossett wanted him fired, but hey, whatever. They're going to be 6-11, right? 5-11, whatever he said. Not anymore. <laughs> Let me tell you something about the New England Patriots losing in Baltimore. You know what it means? Absolutely, positively nothing. The Patriots are beat up. They have all their guys. That was no Josh Gordon. Philip Dorsett's been beat up. Edelman's beat up all week. Ryan Izzo's been hurt all week. They'll be a work in progress. When Nikhil Harry comes back and Tom Brady starts, you know, giving his feet wet, 
Stop. Okay? Tom Brady was undefeated three days ago. He's having a great year. Has he digressed? He's 42 years old and he gets hit. Yeah, he's going to, yeah. Yeah, their offensive line actually hasn't been as good in recent weeks either. No, it hasn't been. But here's the other thing. They really, Sonny Michelle has got to step it up. He's got to be better. He's That's the also lead a back. tough run defense to do it on. No, no, no. I'm just saying Besides Nick Chubb, no one's done well against them. Well, Nick Chubb is probably, if you look at the stats, probably having the best year of the running back. He's done well against a lot of good run defenses. He's been phenomenal. Um, everyone laughed at me when I said, don't be surprised if he's a top five running back. It's nuts. But, um, yeah, it means absolutely nothing for the Patriots. John Harbaugh is a great coach. The Ravens' defense is elite. And let's just be honest here. Is Lamar Jackson a running back? No, he's not. Is he a quarterback that's maybe benefiting from a great system? Probably. Lamar Jackson didn't look great Sunday night. You know who did? Mark Ingram. Hollywood Brown. Mark Andrews. Okay. Those are the guys. But Lamar Jackson, let's just, and this is going to be an ongoing theme, let's go back to the draft class, okay, from two years ago. Josh Allen, struggling. Why? Good head coach. Iffy offensive I line. Say Allen's struggling. I think he's okay. He's yeah. proofed. No, no, he has, but he still doesn't wow me yet. No, he's not He's not a top 10 quarterback, but he's definitely progressed where he's maybe maybe top half of the league. I still say the below average. I would say average to maybe slightly above. Maybe 18, 17. Okay, that's fair. But um, so yeah, that's that's where that goes. Um, Sam Darnold. If you're pulling the brakes on Sam Darnold now, you're an idiot. Offensive line stinks. Head coach that no one respects. Offensive players that are completely not being used the right way. Sam Darnold has no shot. Second offense in two years. Baker Mayfield, second offense in two years. Moron of a head coach. No offensive line help. Lamar Jackson doesn't have those things. Lamar Jackson has a great offensive line. Great coach. There's a, you see the difference between everybody else and him? Oh, and Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, yeah, went from a dysfunctional franchise, instability, bad offensive line, gets traded to the worst team in all pro sports. The guy has bad luck, and he's going to get traded again because the Dolphins aren't going to keep him. So that's where your draft class is. It ain't Josh Rosen's fault. It's none of their fault. You got to let him mature. You got to give him time. You can't pull the brakes on a quarterback after two years. It's ridiculous. They were drafted by the Jets and the Browns. Well, uh, I this whole notion that Baker and Sam are done is a joke to me. Well, they've had trouble, but it's not. You're right; it's not all their fault either. No, I don't blame most. Of, I blame most of it on the again head coach. digressed a little. I'll say, but not. I don't think Baker's digressed. I think Baker's just kind of trying to force things. He's digressed mi- medium and deep accuracy, though, in comparison to what he was last year. I think he's trying to force things. All right, Speedy, next game. All right, let's go to the 1 o'clock games now. Actually, no, we'll go to the London game. The Texans annihilating the Jaguars 26-3. to Yeah, didn't see that coming. Um, didn't see that coming at all. Now, here's the thing. Nick Foles is starting next week, and that's a huge mistake. Huge mistake. Gardner Minshew has grown 
camaraderie. Jaguars will not win a game the rest of the year. Nope. Doug Marone should be fired after this season. Uh, Leonard Fournette has been a bright spot all year. He was good on Thursday, Sunday morning. Defense is the defense. The defense held their own pretty well for the most part, but three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. And it's not even like it's a two-minute drive. Their drives are like 90 seconds long. You're not going to win that way. You'll never win that way. And that's going to be an ongoing thing for the next couple of games. But uh, Jacksonville is what I thought they would be. Great defense. Put it together offensively. Gardner Minshew should be the starter for the rest of the year. And Nick Foles. Nick Foles hasn't thrown a pass. I mean, he's got a week to get it together. Let's see if he does it, but I don't think he's going to. All righty. An upset here. The Pittsburgh Steelers knocking off the Indianapolis Colts 26-24. Yeah, Yeah. the Indianapolis Colts might have the worst luck when it comes to quarterbacks. Uh, Truly to God. John Elway refused to go there. Peyton Manning's neck surgery cost him a year. They get Andrew Luck. He retires out of nowhere. Jacoby Brissett replaces Andrew Luck, and now he's out for Lord knows how long. They are such a good team. Brian Hoyer made them look very good. Great offensive line. Good, not great playmakers on the outside. The defense did everything they possibly could. Mason Rudolph did the job. Terrell Edmonds has been terrific for the Steelers all year long. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is what I thought he would be. Tremendous defensive back. TJ Watts, TJ Watt. I mean, the deep, it's a good team. It's not like, you know, they're not a good team. They're a good team. The Indianapolis Colts should be kicking themselves in the ass for this. And Adam Vinatieri, I don't know. It might be time for him to hang it up. I, I'm just, Laces out. Uh, that, yeah, that's, I don't know. But he's missed a lot of those. A lot. And that was a game where he, he would have chipped in a lot. But again, let's not overreact here. The Colts won on the road and another tough place to play. And they um, they held their own. So can't really complain too much. It was a good football game. James Conner played very well. Juju Smith-Schuster had flashes of, oh, all right, I'll be a number one guy. So, yeah, that, I'm, I'm not concerned for the Colts. Steelers had a good showing. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Mike Tomlin is coaching his ass off. Tremendous job. He said, I, I still think they might part ways, but now he might at least be able to go out with Big Ben. So we'll see how that goes. All righty. You want to do maybe two more and go to break? Sure. Something like that? Okay. Sure, sure. All right, let's go to this time an out-of-conference matchup. The Carolina Panthers 30-20 to over the Tennessee Titans. A big day for Christian McCaffrey against a very good run defense. I'm going to say this right now about this game. I'm not surprised. I told you the Titans don't win games they, against good football teams. Put it that way. Uh, for Carolina, I think that you have a lot of takeaways from this game. Cam Newton is never going to play another game for you. You need to trade on from him. Kyle Allen fits the system, and Kyle Allen is a tenth of the price. I love Cam Newton, and Cam Newton deserves to start in the NFL. And I hope Cam Newton the best on his future endeavors. But 
right about now, it's about the Carolina Panthers. And God damn it, you kicked out Steve Smith for no reason, so Cam Newton should be no problem. For the Carolina Panthers, I'm going to say this right now. You are the dark horse in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I'll say. Because everyone's talking about San Francisco. Everyone's talking about New Orleans. And then Green Bay, Minnesota. Watch out for the Panthers. And I'm going to tell you why. That front seven is nasty. That secondary is better than people actually think. And here's the thing. Russell Wilson's my MVP. Christian McCaffrey is second. That man has been amazing all year long. All year long. He's the second best running back in football. And it ain't close. It's Saquon, him, and then a couple other guys. But those two leaps and bounds better than everybody else. And you're seeing right now when Ron Rivera gets a playmaker, what he's going to do with them. Carolina Panthers are scary. They're very scary. And they're a young team offensively. So I would give that team time. They could be a top five offense anytime in the next three years. Yeah, and their biggest conceptual weakness, believe it or not, is actually their run defense. But their personnel is phenomenal. So if right. you're trusting that, if you're going to nitpick at that as a weakness, yeah, have they fun with Dontari Poe, Ger- Gerald McCoy, Kawan Short, Luke Keekley, Shaq Thompson. There's a lot of talent in that, in that front seven. So if their run defense is that big of an issue, they've still got the talent, I think, to really compensate for that. As we have another caller. Thank you for calling the home stretch. How may I help you? Hello? Hello, hello. Uh, goodbye. And All right, goodbye. Speedy, next right. game. Last game before we go to break, unless the caller comes back. I'll let you have fun with this one. The Kansas City Chiefs upset the Minnesota Vikings 26-23. I got nothing to say. I really don't. This is the one time I put my neck out for the Vikings and they lose. Uh, what the hell, really? Um, again, Kirk Cousins will be Kirk Cousins. Not going to win you a close football game, just like he didn't do on Sunday. Uh, you lost to a backup at Matt Moore that the Dolphins got rid of. Um, for Kansas City, though, I'll say this. I, I do think that there's now a threat to the Patriots. If you're playing this well without Patrick Mahomes, goddamn, how well are you going to be when Pat Mahomes comes back? I don't think Pat Mahomes should come back, but that's not that's a different story. You're a good football team. That defense last night, uh, Sunday played pretty well. It, it, it's not a great defense, but it's a very Belichick-style, bend-but-don't-break mentality. The Vikings should have won this football game, but they didn't. Dalvin Cook probably should have seen more touches early on, but that's fine. All right, he's back. Again, thank you for calling the home stretch. How may I help you? <laughs> and somebody hung up again. Well, then don't answer the phone. It's two strikes around. But, yep, that's where I say about that. And um, the Vikings, that could, theoretically, if you look at the NFC, this is a game the Vikings are going to look back on and go, we didn't go to the playoffs because of this. Well, again, they're lucky it's an out-of-conference game, though, because that could have mattered in the conference tiebreaker. Well, it could have, but I don't know if they're even going to be on the same record as Green Bay right now. Green Bay looks different. But uh, you said we're going to break, right? Yep. All right, awesome. We continue the week nine reviews. 
We talk about the finalists for the MVP awards and all that stuff the MLB writers announced on Twitter yesterday about who are the three finalists. I have a huge problem with some of them. And playhouses, hopefully. That's all next on the home stretch. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now he's a baseball team. Little League? Fantasy League. We are back, back, back with the home stretch on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the home stretch. Speedy PD here with Tyler Harrison here on the yep. Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We are in the middle of these game recaps here from week number nine as it speaks right now. So we just did the Vikings and Chiefs. So let's move on now. We're continuing in the 1 o'clock games. We'll go to the tank bowl. Adam Gase's revenge. The Dolphins want to tank. The Jets tanked too. Dolphins win 26-18. They pay a price losing Preston Williams for the year and also lost Mark Walton to a suspension. But mm. they finally win a game. Mm. I mean, for God's sakes, if there was a game to lose, this probably would have been it. You can't even tank right. You lost. You beat a division rival. <laughs> the Jets are geniuses. The Jets are now officially ahead of you in the draft odds. Yep. Take it for Tua. I mean, goddamn. You're, you're, you're either one. You're gonna have to pay a price to get him. If I were the Jets, I'd make the Dolphins go full RG three trade to get him. Right. Or they have the they're gonna trade now. the pick back to let someone else get him. Right. Here, Titans, you can you can have him now. Here, Chargers, you can have him now. Here. That whatever. New Orleans. <laughs> well, New Orleans. No, I, I, I don't know if I have other Jets. I, would, I don't know if I would trade that far back. But mm. I'm just saying those are realistic options where that could happen. I don't know. But um, let's just break this down. Uh, we're talking about the Adam Gates revenge game, but this really was a revenge game for Ryan Fitzpatrick. He really went out there and screwed <laughs> Isn't the every Jets. game a revenge game for Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, he's been everywhere, so it might as well be. But... <laughs> Real quick, name a team Ryan, Patch- Ryan Fitzpatrick has not played for. The finals. New York Giants. What? The New York Giants. That's because he went to the Jets. I know. <laughs> the Giants and Jets don't exchange plays. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just amazed that Miami won this football game. I'm glad for Xavier Howard's sake, but that's it. Josh Rose didn't play. Uh, there's really no takeaway from this game at all for Miami, except you should have lost. Speaking of should have lost, goddamn Jets. Your offensive line needs to be replaced with a, I don't know, glass sliding door. That probably would take more time than just running by all of your guards and tackles. Sam Darnold needs to figure it out. And Adam Gase needed to be fired Monday morning. I'm amazed he still has a job. I would, you know what the Giants just should do? They should hold a joint conference and fire both of them at the same time. That's what I would do. <laughs> same building, same coach, same firing. That's how I look at it. Um, Adam Gates was supposed to be an offensive genius. Sam Darnold looks completely confused. I don't think Sam Darnold likes the offense. But um, now I also realize what I said about not giving up on a quarterback too soon, and that's completely accurate. Hint, hint, Arizona. <laughs> well, here's the thing about Sam Donald. Sam Donald's throwing some red flags at me that I don't think people even realize coming out of the draft. Sam Donald might just be 
not very intuitive. He might, he might just be a thrower of the football. And goddamn, if that's a pro that's a problem, because his inaccuracy down the field is awful, and he looks like the NFL is too big for him. Now, I'm not saying to get rid of him, but if I'm the New York Jets, I now have concern. That that's where I'll say with this. I love you on Bell should have been traded. Robbie Anderson should have been traded. You can lose without these guys. Now Herndon's gonna be a huge piece when he comes back if he comes back. The Jets are off. Why would you trade Le'Veon Bell, though, on a kind of a low? It's also the first year of a contract just back from a year he didn't play. Right, but hold on. The, Adam, there's the rumor of Adam Gates didn't want Let's just be honest here. The New York Jets this year were screwed because of what happened in the offseason. And I told everybody it made no sense. They hired a coach. Right? That the GM and owner agreed on okay. after signing players to fit an offense they didn't know yet and a defense they didn't know yet. After the draft, they fired the GM and continued to run with this team. Now they have a new GM. They're going to be a whole new team next year. Everyone's going to get replaced. Gase, uh, who's your, uh, Greg Williams, um, who's the offensive coordinator? I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. You're gone. They're all gone. Le'Veon Bell, maybe even C.J. Mosley, Jamal Adams. You're all going to get. You're all. The Jets are going to. The Jets are going to tear it down. The New York Jets will tear it down. If they trade Jamal Adams, they're trading. They're trending now. Get rid of everybody. If you're going to trade Jamal Adams, don't keep a single solitary partner. All righty. The Philadelphia Eagles defeating the Chicago Bears in a low-scoring game, 22-14. A lot of field goals the Eagles' way. Chicago tried to come back late but just couldn't do it, and they couldn't get a key stop as well. Yeah, uh, this nonsense of Carson Wentz needs to be the problem in Philadelphia can shut up. Carson Wentz is an amazing quarterback, and he is playing out of his mind. Okay, Carson Wentz is the reason Philadelphia is even afloat. No to Sean Jackson. Now I'm going to say this too. I heard this this morning about Antonio Brown. Philadelphia should absolutely do it. Absolutely do it. No question I would sign Antonio Brown if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Chicago, you have a huge problem in Mitch Trubinsky. And welcome to the home stretch. How may I help you? No, he's not on. <laughs> Who was it? It's a prank caller. How do you know it's a prank caller? Because it was the same prank caller I had to deal with during break. I told but, you. No, I know, but how do you know it's a prank? Because he's saying stuff that shouldn't be said. All right, well, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm amazed. I really am. I really truly am. Uh, all, the Chicago Bears, I never thought would be this bad with that defense. No, you're definitely missing Jordan Howard right about now, though, aren't you? Mm hmm. But, yeah. Go ahead. All right. I believe there's one 1 o'clock game left. Yep. Buffalo over the Redskins 24 to 9. Kind of low scoring like we expect. Good game for the running game for the Bills and the defense. 
Uh, yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo is dominant. I mean, that team really needs to be considered better off than they really are. They don't have a running back. I want them to get more weapons, but Josh Allen's emerging as a starter in this league. And when I mean starter, I mean a guy that you can solidifyly say will take you to the play playoffs and win you a tough football game. Get him some help. And, um, I mean, do I really need to talk about the Redskins? <laughs> do I Do I really need to? I mean, Dwayne Haskins looked awful. That defense is literally exhausted. And not even now, Jonathan Allen's out. Deron Payne's shot. I mean, it's completely blown up in Washington, too. That's another team. Josh Norman should be traded. I mean, Terry McLaughlin's going to be fine, but other than that, you got some problems. You got some real problems. <laughs> and you have Dan Snyder as your owner, so you're going to continue to have problems. Right. All right, on to the 4 o'clock games. A shootout in Seattle. Seahawks winning in overtime 40-34 to over the Buccaneers. I said this game was going to be one of those tricky games because Bruce Arians knows how to go in there and win it. And if he had a more talented football team, he probably doesn't. Devin White. Just defense in general, maybe. Just a more talented defense. Devin the White. Look good. Devin White looks amazing, was one of my takeaways. And uh, Russell Wilson's MVP. I mean, Chris Carson's is all right. I mean, Seattle, Seattle's, Seattle's a player, ladies and gentlemen. That defense is good. They played bad on Sunday, but that defense is good. Russell Wilson's a, probably the most efficient quarterback in the league right now. And they're not going to lose a game at home. So I'm not worried about it whatsoever. The funny part is that both their losses are at home, and yet they're undefeated on the road. So maybe all the times where they were a wild card team where they were pesky but they couldn't get over the hump because they were a bad road team, maybe that's not the case this year. Maybe not. They might be different. All right, uh, I'll get to this phone. While you praise my least favorite AFC team. The Chargers over the Packers, 26-11. Aaron Rodgers is what Aaron Rodgers is, right? Aaron Rodgers. I, I blame Aaron Rodgers last night. Listen, Matt LaFleur's offense doesn't really look like it fits him. It doesn't. That defense is good. But, um, yeah, that's where I go with this. For San Diego, you finally showed up. Good for you. Uh, I guess Bradley came back and all of a sudden your team is good. But I trust I, the Chargers now could probably make a deep run, uh, not deep run, but a run towards the playoffs. It's going to be hard. But they get they, season. there's enough left in the season where they could do it. That defense looked very, very good again. And they're going to get Derwin James back sooner rather than later. So as long as they can hold water till Derwin James comes back and Derwin James is half the player he was last year, they're going to be lights out. And I'm guessing by the fact Speedy's still on the phone, we actually have a real caller this time. Speedy, pal, hello. Who was it? No, she didn't want to go on the air, but she just had a question. Uh, it was uh, the Twitter. Remember CC on Twitter, the guy, the girl that's in the chat with Snug all the time. Yeah, sure. threads. Yeah, she was just calling to ask if Josh Gordon got a Super Bowl ring with the Patriots, which he did technically. Oh, yeah. No, he did. Yeah. He's going to get another one with Seattle, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> that is very possible. He's – he might be – imagine that. 
two years to uh, he might pull the uh, Chris Lawn tactic out. Yeah. So I'm good for him. Yeah. Good for him. He definitely deserves it. He's a top five wide receiver when his mind's right and everything else. Right. All right. Uh, uh, four o'clock games. You talked about my least favorite team winning. So. I didn't have that to was hear a big it. win too. I didn't have to that hear that. That was a huge win. I didn't have to hear that. All right. <laughs> All right. Another interesting result: the Denver Broncos with uh, Brandon Allen uh, beat the Cleveland Browns 24-19. Uh, I mean, what else really do you need to do? Eh, everyone's bashing Baker, but really, I mean, Freddie Kitchens is the problem, right? I mean, for God's sake, Mike McCarthy is sitting at home. Call him. Uh, Mike McCarthy. Baker Mayfield has no offensive line at all. I don't care how good of a quarterback or bad of a quarterback you are. If your offensive line stinks, you put blame on that first. Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. And I get it. Odell had Chris Harris beat. Guess what? Baker Mayfield probably didn't even have time to see them. The Broncos continue to win at home. They've won a lot of tough games, too. They have. They played close in, I think, almost every game this year. Yeah, they've only gotten blown out this year by Green Bay. That was it. Right, and that was at Green Bay, so God right. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, Cleveland's in trouble. Cleveland's in trouble if they don't get this head coach right. Now, here's the thing, though, that I want everyone to recognize about Cleveland. Being that they're 2-7 and seven already, you don't play to lose. You play to win the football game. Cue the Herm Edwards. But I'm going to say this right now. They are probably the scariest team to get a top 10 pick in the league. And they're probably going to trade Kareem Hunt, so they're probably going to get more compensation. They are going to get two picks in this draft, maybe three, very high. That's something to consider how much talent is there. They get two tackles. That team is 7-2. They are... Cleveland's being bad now. A head coach and a good draft fixes everything. Fixes everything. And Brandon Allen, I don't know why he won the football game, but go ahead. Uh, Phil Lindsay played great too, by the way. Yes, he did. Uh, by the way, Kareem Hunt's a free agent, though, so... No, a hard si- time. sign and trade, whatever. They'll right, figure well, it out. They might have a hard time. All right. Last of the 4 o'clock games, a shootout in Oakland. The Raiders. This is the last beautiful, game. Yeah, this is the last game overall, yeah. The Raiders on a go-ahead beautiful touchdown pass by Derek Carr to make it 31-24, win it by that same score. The Lions had a chance in the red zone, but the Raiders' defense held their own. Great pass rush at the end, and Carl Joseph with a very good play on that fourth down play. So I like the Raiders win it 31-24. They go to 4-4 four and four on the year. 4-4 four four on the year. Stop sounding like Errol. No, sorry, buddy. But, um... I mean, goddamn, who could be happier than me? Let's just talk about something right now. When I called Matt Stafford and Derek Carr high-end quarterbacks, everyone laughed at me. They said I was nuts. Now look who's nuts. Everyone backpedaling, going, Derek Carr looks good again. I, I, maybe Derek Carr is an elite quarterback. No crap, Sherlock. Ah, Matt Stafford, he's really, uh, he's really turning the wheels. No, no crap, Sherlock, because Matt Stafford is finally 
being as good as I thought he was this whole time. Matt Stafford is a great quarterback. Right, Stafford's only had a couple bad years. It really wasn't much. I mean, get him a running back and we'll see what he can do. I like Carryon Johnson, but God damn it, what the hell? It's the Barry Sanders curse, I'm telling you. Yep. Haven't replaced him since. Sign Ezekiel Elliott and move on. Oh, I have to show you something. There was a graphic during the Monday Night Football game. A Barry Sanders voted the greatest player of all time? No, no, no. That, no. that there was a stat that Ezekiel Elliott was good in. But he was still behind Barry Sanders. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, that's funny. But, uh, yeah, the Oakland, John Gruden is, you can say what you want about his crazy draft philosophy, but it seems to be working. So, I, I don't know. Maybe John Gruden's on to something. Matt Patricia's got this team playing at a high level. They are somebody that I said could sneak in the playoffs, and they still might. It's going to be hard, but they're going to be competitive. They're they're on the right track. These are two very good young football teams. And, hey, you owe TJ Hawkinson an apology. Enough. I never doubted his ability. I doubted if Stafford would use him. You owe Matt Stafford an apology then. Okay, fine. I apologize to Matthew Stafford for not knowing how he would utilize a tight end. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He likes tight ends. <laughs> All right, the rest of his career sample size says otherwise. The only other good year from a tight end was Joseph Fourier for Ooh. one year. Exactly. Oh, well. All right, Speedy. Um, so now Speedy's going to transition to the beautiful world of baseball where we now get to rip riders you know what so speedy we are very busy on the phone today this is what our eight six call anyway so when speedy gets off the phone we're gonna go through the finalists and the awards who i think will win it um i i the riders did an awful job i it, it doesn't make any sense. Now what do they say? <sighs> Freaking same prank call. You're the one that blah, blah, blah. Just not <laughs> even stuff I can say on air. <laughs> anyway. All right. So you were saying which award are we starting with? Uh, whatever award you think is least important. Is least important. How many we got? we got? I have the eight that are here. We did the the two MVPs, Cy Young's Rookie of the Year and Manager Year. Were those the only eight, or are there more? Uh, rookie, Manager, MVP, Cy Young. Yep, that's okay. about it. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll start with the one you'll have most fun with, the uh, with bashing the American League Manager of the Year. The finalists are your two boys and your least favorite manager. Um, so that would be Rocco Baldelli, Kevin Cash, and Aaron Boone, for those of you who... I swear I'm a Yankee fan before we go into this segment. Uh, here's the thing. I actually think Aaron Boone should finish second. No, you don't. No, I, I, no, I swear I do. I, I think he deserves more credit than Rocco Baldelli. Now, here's the thing, though. He who are you, and what have you done with the real Tyler? <laughs> Kevin Cash. <laughs> Kevin Cash deserves to win this award. Everyone talks about the Yankees and the injuries and this, that, and the other thing. That's fine, and that's right. They had a plethora of talent. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, they missed Stanton. They had Hicks in and out. They had Judge in and out. They had Sanchez in and out. 
Voight in and out. Andujar was gone. Severino was gone. Batances was gone. They had the most injuries in quite a long time. Tampa Bay had just as many injuries. They had 24. Or 23, 22. They, they were very similar. And they have a lot less all-star talent. Tyler Glass now is emerging. Blake Snell is Blake Snell. But even they miss Blake Snell a lot of the year. Uh, Mike Zanino was out quite a while. Brandon Lowell was out quite a while. I mean, Kevin Kiermaier was out in and out. They're not household names. They're they're not guys that you go, eh, he's a game changer. But Tampa Bay is a team that will do this all the time. Well, they got Eric Sogard. Did anyone say that's the move that puts him in the playoffs? No. It was a swap. It was literally like a salary dump. That was the vibe. The guy almost, I'm sorry, he did take them. He was a huge part to them winning the wild card game. I'm not. Stop. Tampa Bay Rays, for the talent they had compared to the Yankees, performed, in my mind, better than the Yankees. $32 million payroll. It's not close. It's really not close. Austin Meadows, Tyler Glass now, and... Tommy, Tommy Pham, maybe? That Those are the only guys I look at and go, hmm. Tommy mm-hmm. Pham really only had one good year before that. Right. And, I mean, let's just be honest. I love Kiermaier, but he cannot hit a ball off a tee. I mean, if hold on. Before another Yankee fan says a word, this should give Kevin Cashew a word alone. He made Travis Darno a baseball hitter. What else can you say after that? I really America, need to hear that. American League Coach of the Year, in my mind, should be Kevin Cash. Duh. I really need to hear that. He made Travis Darnold. All right. Oh, sorry. Away from that. Let's go to National League Manager of the Year. Mickey Calloway. Uh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so the finalists were... Shouldn't have been fired, but... Right, but he also shouldn't have been a finalist. The finalists were Craig Council, Mike Schilt, and Brian Snicker. Here's the thing. Now, I did say this early on that uh, Mike Schilt should win the award. I actually want to give it to Craig Council because the run they had in September is amazing. Was amazing. And they did half of it without their MVP. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I'm just going to keep saying it. Amazing. You lost the World Series champs. Sorry. I will say this, though. Dave Martinez should have been a finalist over Brian Snicker. Over Brian Snicker, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Braves have a lot more young talent than the Nationals. Yeah, they do, but they also have a lot of new players that broke out, and he was putting them in the right positions. And same thing with a lot of the bullpen pieces they acquired at the trade deadline. They had, like, one bad week, and then they were very good after that. The Nationals or Braves you were referring to? Huh? Who are you referring to? The Braves. Braves? Oh, the Braves. Okay. No, that's fine. I think Snicker did a very good job with them, and I think he's very creative, too. No, that's he, fine. The way he operates his you, team. We're not. It's not like we're uh, saying Snicker is not a great coach. He's better than Aaron Boone. I agree with that. <laughs> As should most of the planet. 
No, I actually think Brian Snicker is a very underrated manager, too. I think he doesn't get enough credit. Even when the team was not very good, he was still a good manager. Yeah, we'll find out. All right, let's go to your favorite, the American League Rookie of the Year. Jordan Alvarez, Brandon Lowe, and a surprising one, John Means, on the ballot. Not on the ballot. Aloy Vladimir Guerrero Jr. No. Yeah, better than his dad. I'm sure. I'm sure Vlad Senior was on the ballot. Listen, I'm going to say this right now. The fact that Vlad Junior wasn't on it is just a complete reason why nothing Mike Guido says will ever transpire to be true. Anyway, all I'm going to say right now is the fact that this is one of the awards they butchered to death. Aloy Jimenez had a better rookie season than John Means. This is about the three best rookies. This is almost as bad as when the Yankees got screwed for Gary Sanchez. This is almost as bad, and I swear, this, you know, it was a bigger ripoff when they didn't give the award last year to Indujar. That pissed me off even more. Okay, that that's a lot more reasonable than the Sanchez one. Like the Sanchez Gary Sanchez one. was the best rookie that yes, year. You're dealing with a smaller sample size, though. But he was the best rookie in the time okay. he was up, correct? He's the most talented rookie, sure. Okay, thank you. So now, John Means did not have a better year than Aloy Jimenez did. That's criminal, first of all. By the way, I'm just going to say this now. If John Means wins the award, it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> the award itself will mean nothing. The winner of this award Hell is clear. Yeah. Jordan Alvarez is by far the best rookie this year. You didn't even recognize your pun? What? Did you not even recognize your pun? What? If John Means wins the award, the award means nothing. Haha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so good I don't even notice. No, I didn't. I swear. But anyway, what I will say right now is you're an Alvarez. It's an award. It's very similar to Sanchez last, two years, three years ago. No question about it. No question about it. You're an Alvarez is American League Rookie of the Year. It's not even a debate. It had Brandon Lowe not gotten hurt, I think he would have made it interesting. But yeah. It's Jordan Alvarez is the lose. Very weak, very weak finalist class. Aloy Jimenez could have won it and should probably have won it, but he's not even a finalist. All right, National League, National League Rookie of the Year, Fernando Tatis Jr., Mike My Soroka, boy. and Pete Alonso. Um, I, I want to put this out there right now. I said Fernando Tatis Jr. was going to be the best rookie this year, and goddamn, does he look like it when he's healthy. This is another no-brainer. He had a better year than Aaron Judge in rookie year, and Aaron Judge unanimously won the rookie of the year. Pete Alonso should win rookie of the year. It's not even a debate. Not a debate whatsoever. It's, and I feel bad because Soroka and Tatis Jr. definitely deserve consideration. Yeah, Soroka had a Cy Young caliber here. But, sorry, you, Pete Alonso had the best rookie season we've ever seen. There's really nothing else to say. Alrighty. American League Cy Young, Justin Verlander, Charlie Morton, and the guy you don't want the Yankees to sign. They didn't say I don't want them to sign him. I prefer Strasburg. That's if fine. Strasburg I prefer Strasburg. Says, I can agree with that. If Strasburg bolts, then obviously you go to Garrett Cole. 
Yep. But neither one of them are going to sign anytime soon. So. Agreed. <laughs> They'll sign January, February. Um, here's the thing. Right. This is going to be a little controversial. Because you have two guys on the same team, I think Charlie Morton should win the award. Wow. I do. I think Charlie Morton, for what he had around... First of all, he had a phenomenal year. All three are former Astros, too. How great does that sound? But I do want to say... Well, one's currently, but... I mean, Garrett Cole's unemployed, right? So he doesn't want to do the interview. He shouldn't win (laughs) the award. I'm going to say one of them's an Astro. The other one's unemployed, and the other one's on the race. Uh, I don't think you should win the award. You're unemployed, right? No, but in all seriousness... I mean, he's um, not technically in the National League, then. He's still... No. Charlie Morton... (laughs) Well, Zach Greinke won a gold glove in the National League. Yeah. No, I know that. I'm just saying... Was that the year he got traded, though? No, this year. He won a gold glove in the National League. Oh, yeah. Oh, this year? Okay. Yeah, he was the pitcher for that guy a gold glove. Now... I guess because he had more games, I guess he's still technically eligible. Nah, he, he's the best fielding pitcher in baseball, in my opinion. Proved it in Game 7. But, um... He's... This is a no-brainer to me. I, I mean... If you're going to give it to Garrett Cole, then fine. But I think Charlie Morton should win the award. Interesting. All right. I think Garrett Cole, I think, is easily the winner of that. No, he's going to win the award. No, I'm not debating that. I, I would give it to See, Charlie. I just don't know if you can judge pitchers on the same team. It's different with hitters on the same team because they can influence each other a lot. If you're hitting in front of the guy in the order or you're driving in the runs with that guy on base, that makes more sense. The pitching is more an individualistic thing, so I don't know if you can necessarily criticize like that. All right, National League... Hunjin Ryu, your boy Max Scherzer, and Jacob deGrom going for his back-to-back. Max Scherzer is the best pitcher in baseball. Max Scherzer is the reason the Washington Nationals won a World Series. His Game 7 start is one of the best Game 7 starts you'll ever see. Neck spasms, neck strain, back spasms and neck strain, sorry, goes out there and dominates one of the best lineups in baseball. Jacob DeGrom should win Sayo. It's not close. Hinjin Ryu fell off a cliff in the second half of the year. Max Scherzer missed a couple starts. Jacob DeGrom deserves to win back-to-back Sayo. In my mind, though, it would be his first. Scherzer should have won last year. Oh, my God. So if you really want to be fair, you give it to Scherzer this year, and then you make up for it. Like, DeGrom should have won this year, so we'll give it to Scherzer, because last year Scherzer should have won it, and we gave it to DeGrom. But anyway... Scherzer is not better in any of the primary pitching categories. So I said DeGrom. Okay, I'm just saying. By the way, I'm watching Max Scherzer was only better on. in one of the primary pitching categories last year, and that was strikeouts. That was right. it. We're, I'm watching the college football right now. 10 is Florida, 9 is Oklahoma, 8 is Utah, and number 7 yeah, is being revealed right now. the first college football playoff rankings, not the AP or the coaches, Paul. So this is actually more meaningful to drive that on. I didn't even realize that was tonight. I thought that was next week, but... Seven is Oregon. Yeah, because, again, they can't really move up over the undefeated teams. I'm surprised they're that high. I'd have Oklahoma above Utah and Oregon. Yeah, but Oklahoma losing to Kansas State is a lot worse than Oregon losing to Auburn. Oklahoma's a better team. But anyway, go ahead. Right, they're probably the bigger threat if they make it, but no. All right, uh, we got the – I guess we're on MVPs now. Yep. ALMVP. 
you had some issue with the finalists. I don't think you're going to have an issue with the, I think, the guy we agree should win. But Mike Trout, Alex Bregman, and here's the surprise one, Marcus Simeon. I have a huge problem with this. This is the biggest flaw in voting I've seen in quite some time. Forget, forget Nelson Cruz. Forget, forget all this. How does Marcus Simeon have a better year than DJ Mayhew and Raphael Devers? What? You're nuts. Devers was the best Boston Red Sox, and DJ Mayhew was the best New York Yankee all year long, and they're both the reason their teams played how they played. Now, I want to say this, too. If you're going to tell me that winning is where the MVP is, you're full of crap. Mike Trout's the MVP of baseball, and his team is not even sniffing the playoffs. That's one. Two, Marcus Simeon is a wild card winner, and DJ Mayu's team won their division. So there's a flawed logic there, too. There needs to be a consensus on what you're looking for. Marcus Simeon had a great year. He is not an MVP final. Georgia is six. Clemson is five. Yep. That's where the arguments putting, are going to be. Yeah, they're they must put, be putting Penn State four. They're still undefeated. Yep, so Penn State They're putting four. Penn State over Clemson. So Bama will be three, LSU will be two, and then number one. No, I, I think Ohio State will be three, and LSU Bama will be one too in some combination because LSU was number one last week. So I don't think they'll drop all the way to three, just on a bye week. And all three teams had bye weeks. Technically. I'll be surprised if Bama's higher than three. I mean, I'd be surprised, though, with the way the committee is, if that's the case. All right, so, yes, we both agree Mike Trout should win American League MVP. That team would be like the Orioles bad if they didn't have Mike Trout. That's oh, how bad that team is. Mike Trout's MVP. DJ Mayhew deserves to be a final. No, I agree. I, I even think LeMay- I didn't say he should win it. Right, but I, he should have been I even finals. think, yeah, I even think Lemayhew, you, you could, he has a really good case as a runner-up or even just third. I think he definitely should be a finalist. All right. Last but not least, the National League MVP. Another one of your hot takes, which I actually agree on: Cody Bellinger, Anthony Rendon, and Christian Yelich. Oh, you're right. Wow, Alabama is three. Told you. How? That's interesting. LSU will be two. LSU is two, so Ohio State is one. Wow, I'm surprised. LSU, especially with all the quality wins they had. But Ohio State's had a good amount of them, too. So that's interesting. So the college football playoff is, would be Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State in that order right now. That means LSU and Bama. That would be a hell of a football game. They play this week, so <laughs> that will be a preview for it right now. Well, one of those two are going to get knocked out. Yeah, but – They shouldn't, though. They should – and this is why I don't watch college football, because voting's flawed. We just went over this in the National League. We're going to get to it in a second. How does losing to the second or third best team in the country put another team in Correct. front of you? Right. It, it that de- doesn't make sense. Right. It depends on how they lose, too. If, if Alabama blows out LSU by 31 and you want to put Clemson above them or even Georgia, okay. Right. But that's not going to happen. If they lose by three, I agree with you. They, right. They should, they you should lose on a game-winning drive of any kind. That's that. That's a good fought football game. Right. So if it's 7 nothing. LSU deserves to be put lower than Clemson, who's played like garbage all year. Sorry, pal. Nah. Yeah, I know college football. I haven't talked about college football. You don't want me talking college football. Anyway, as you answer the phone, uh, to answer the National League MVP question, it's clearly Christian Yelts. He's got everyone beaten everything. 
here's the thing, okay? I'm giving my vote to Yelich. The problem is if you're going to penalize Christian Yelich for missing time, injuries, and you want to go with somebody that's played all year, which would leave it to Bellinger or uh, Rendon, the MVP is clearly Anthony Rendon. Cody Bellinger should finish third. The guy hit 270 at the second half of the year. Anthony Rendon's average went up in the second half of the year. Christian Yelich played better the second half of the year. That's where it matters. And Christian Yelich led his team on a huge streak to get in the playoffs. Anthony Rendon took his team to the World Series. Cody Bellinger's team got knocked out in the first round. It's not close, ladies and gentlemen. The National League MVP is a toss-up between Rendon or Yelich. My vote is for Christian Yelich. If you're going to tell me, well, he missed time in the playoff, blah, blah, blah. Fine. Then Christian Yelich doesn't deserve MVP that way. It should be Anthony Rendon. But the best pure player in the National League all year was absolutely without question Christian Yelich. It's not close. Do they want a question? Are they coming on? Going off? No? Yes? We finally got Jeff this time. Welcome to the home stretch. How may I help you? Hashtag ban the beef. Hashtag ban the beef. I forgot to say it, it before. To be I'm banned. sorry. I don't think you guys are reading these rankings correctly. Why? Yeah, you can explain what because, you explained to me. Go ahead. Dude, like, the committee is, is absolute chicken shit. Like, they ranking Clemson fifth. Clemson in this ranking is really third. Because Ohio State and Penn State play each other. One of those teams is losing. LSU and Alabama play each other. One of those teams is losing. Do you know what I'm saying? So whoever wins LSU-Alabama will leapfrog Ohio State in next week's ranking to be number one. So Ohio State right now is really number two. Clemson is number three. Penn State is number four. Or Penn State's five. Can I ask you you a question? Sure. So let's just go with the over-under of Ohio State beats, you know, Florida Atlantic youth or whoever they're playing. And then let's say Bama beats LSU 24 to 21, right? Because those games are matter what the score is. Whoever wins. Right. But do you think now, so look at Clemson at five. So if LSU loses, you think Clemson should leapfrog them in the playoffs? Because I don't agree with that. You lose the second or third best team in the country, that doesn't make you a bad football team. No, 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 no. I didn't. No, but that's, that's going to be the natural. So here's the thing. Here's the natural order of what's going to happen. Whoever wins LSU Alabama is going to leapfrog Ohio State for number one. Right. Yeah. Right? Based on, you know, right. competition. The super quality right? win, right. Right, this is why the, the committee is just chicken shit. But you know Oklahoma, like, don't be surprised. I'm, I'm listening to Oklahoma's remaining schedule, too. If they beat who they have to beat, they could leapfrog in. There's yeah, no but they have a really bad loss, though, against them right now, though. Yeah, there's no chance they get in. Uh, Clemson, there's zero Clemson chance Oklahoma. Upset. Yeah, Clemson has to get upset, but also Ohio State and Penn State, one of them has to lose really badly or even twice. And then there's other teams above them, too, that we were just discussing. So it, that is going to be really hard. Plus, the overall state of the Big 12 is mm, not very good. Like there's, like there's and watch zero, out for there's Georgia. Zero chance, there's zero chance Oklahoma's getting in. Zero chance. Like, you're gonna, you, like the winner of this LSU-Alabama game, assuming that those two teams 
win out right. would get in over Oklahoma. Yeah, of course. Right, as they should. Yeah. Right, so then you're going to have an undefeated Clemson team and most likely an undefeated Ohio State team. Because Ohio State, <clears throat> they are the most complete team in the country right now. Their defense is ridiculous. Their offense is pretty is good. Like, they're going to beat Penn State. That's not even a question. Are they home? That's, oh, for... for- I, I don't even think they. Game. I don't even think that they. I don't think that they technically play each other. They would play each other in a, in, in the big uh, the Big Ten championship game. Well, no, they're both Big Ten East though. Well, then uh, yeah, but there's so many teams. I don't know. I'm not sure if they even play each other. They might. I've, but there's I so many. They teams. usually do. So I'm, that's why I was curious. But it seems like the last couple of meetings they've always played at Penn State. Right, but like. There's no chance Oklahoma's getting in. A one a one loss SEC team in Georgia, or I mean Georgia, I mean uh, LSU or Alabama, they're getting in over Oklahoma. Yeah. If your worst loss is either against LSU or Alabama, you're getting in over an Oklahoma team that lost to Kansas State. That's fine. Now my other question is this: If Ohio State wins out, right? Do you think? that they will stay number one, or you think they're going to get leapfrogged by Bama or LSU regardless? Whoever wins this week is leapfrogging number one. And if they win out, they're staying at number one. That's going to be the leapfrog. So you think that these three teams will be in the three, and then Clemson's just going to leapfrog Penn State? Yeah, well, you know, Penn State's going to lose to Ohio State. That's what's going to happen. Sure, but what if Penn State... Now, again, hold on, though. Let me let me ask you this question. So Penn State losing to what you just said, the best team in the country, should make Clemson leapfrog Penn State? Because Clemson's I don't still agree undefeated. With that. Clemson's still because undefeated. I don't they're agree. Gonna unde- they're going to be undefeated and defending national champions. You cannot agree all you want. That's getting them in. And even though the ACC is not anywhere close to the SEC or the Big Ten, they still have ranked wins, and that'll help them. It's not like they've had complete cupcakes. It's not going to matter whether you agree or disagree. You're going to be talking about an undefeated defending national champion, Tyler. How do you keep them out? Because Penn State was a better football team. And I'm also going to say this now. Penn State's not a very good football team. I hate to tell you, they haven't really played anybody. Their, Their offense struggles. They're not that good of a football team. They're not. They just are. They're just beating bad teams. Right, and their best win has come against Michigan, and we know how down they have been this year. Dude, Michigan's not good. No, they're not. Do you think Harbaugh should be fired? No, he's got too much left on his contract. He's still got like seven or eight years on that contract. I think. I don't know. I think I think he's better off just going back to the pros. Will anyone take him now? It's a, it's a possibility, but I don't see Michigan firing them because. You have a problem uh, with Michigan in, you know, who do you get to replace him? Who, who's out there to replace him? Snug's alert. Oh. Snug. Oh, Snug. Cliff Kingsbury is the most handsome head coach in the NFL. If he ever acquires Speedy's bomber, oh, he will gosh. truly be unstoppable with the ladies. I mean, he's already got Holly Saunders. I'm sure he knows that. Well, apparently not. The be- uh, Snugs wants them to have more. <laughs> but that's but that's the thing. How do you keep how how in the world would you keep out an undefeated defending national champion, Tyler? I just want the four best teams. And here's the other thing. But that's not how you judge. Right, 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 you right. You can't right, really right, judge right, on right, that. Right, right, right. Hold on. This is where I want to go with this. 
I think the format is flawed, and I think that the tournament's flawed. What I think they should do is they should take the 12 best teams. 12 plays one. No, that's ridiculous. 11 plays two. Well, that's why. Why not? Because there's there's too many other things that that conflicts with. National signing day. Coaches still need to go and recruit. You still have to have kids taking finals and things like that. There's a... Oh, my God, there's, there's schooling that has to be done, right? So these weeks off that they have between, you know, uh, the end of the season and bowl games, that's what they all do. National Signing Day is in, is in that space, and so are, you know, semester-ending finals. If you made them play through that, all of those kids would fail their classes regardless. They wouldn't be there for that. You can't make them play all of those weeks. You can't have 12 teams. That's six extra weeks. How about eight? You could do you could do eight, but you you wouldn't be able to do twelve. That's fine. 12 is, then eight. Twelve is crazy. I don't know if eight was big enough, but what I would Eight's do is eight. Been the reasonable one that a lot of people have thought of. I agree. I think it should be eight. Eight plays one, or even if you want to do the first two teams have a bye. Now my question, because you mentioned this earlier, is. If you're not if you're not going to judge on the credentials that they're judging by the ranked wins, obviously no, you the schedule stuff like that. Yeah, how but how are you judging the quality of the teams? Because I agree with you, Clemson has been down, but they're still undefeated and they've still beaten I think four ranked opponents. Clemson's uh, down compared to what? Define what down means for their standards. Like we all think of oh, Clemson for their, standards? For their, for their we, we always think of Clemson as a juggernaut. Kind of are okay. They're not, you know. They they lost three of the best players on their defensive line last year: Christian Wilkins and and Lawrence and Clellan Farrell. Yeah, and Clellan Farrell. Right. You're not going to be able to just plug in for all Americans. Okay, so they don't have like the big names and whatever. They're still really, really good. Really good. Name 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 a team that you think is good that that you think could go into Clemson and beat them. Alabama. Okay, that's, they're already in the playoffs. Yeah, that, that's a, that's another juggernaut you're talking name, about. Name name a team six on down Georgia. in those rankings that you think can beat them. Georgia. Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, I would put money. Georgia, on Georgia has been Georgia has been terrible on offense this year. Have you even watched a Georgia game? They're terrible. I would pick Georgia. Georgia stinks. Georgia stinks. They're going to get their, they are going they are going to get their doors blown off in the SEC championship game. Oregon might be able to do it. Nope, Oregon couldn't even beat Auburn to open the season. Different team than they were in the beginning. Of and the they season. also what did they blow a twenty-four to ten lead or something in that game? Yeah, they blew it hugely. Oregon won't be able to do it. No way. I don't know. By the I way, mean, Penn State's going to have to take on Minnesota. Minnesota's undefeated, too. Right. There's another one, right? So Minnesota could leapfrog up. You know, I, you know, I've been beating this drum for forever, and people laugh in my face. Dude, the Conference America champion should, should be given a look. Right. Dude, UCF has been really good, and they're, they're not. Well, last year, people year. wanted them to be well, in well, a UCF game. has two losses, so they're not going to get in now. Right, no, 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 I agree. But what I'm saying is, go ahead and tell me this SMU team isn't good. They are. They definitely are. But them losing last weekend didn't help. 
And I'll give you I'll give you a sneaky team that no one talks about that can ruin everybody's bracket and force a team out. Baylor. Mm. That is interesting. If they can, they obviously have to stay undefeated. But they're kind of if they if they if they win out, right? If if they were to win out, which I don't know if they can or can't do, they would beat Texas and Oklahoma. Go ahead and try to keep out an undefeated uh, Big Twelve champion. They play Oklahoma this week, I believe, if I remember correctly. No, I thought, I thought it was in two weeks. Oh, two weeks. Okay. I got. I don't know. Look up their schedule. I thought it was later. You want a hot take, Jeff? Well, that's all you ever do. But go ahead. Thank you. Are you so sure that Wake Forest won't go in there and beat Clemson? What do you want to bet right now? What do you want to bet? Uh, by the way, yeah, the Oklahoma game is next week. The Texas one is in two weeks. Or, uh, right. Thanksgiving so, so week. it's not. So it's not this week. It's in yeah, two they weeks. play TCU they play this week. I'm taking all. I'm taking really. You have faith in Wake Forest. Make the bet. You come up with the terms. I'll agree to it. I'm saying yes right now. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't thought about that yet. We can figure this out. Wake, Wake Forest won't even come close. You want to give me won't a spread? If it's a spread, I'll take it. I'll, I'll give you whatever the actual spread is. I'm not just going to throw it all, give you 10 points or whatever, you know. Right. Whatever the spread is, Tyler. Doesn't matter. I mean, they lost I'm one game to Louisville's shootout. Yeah, I mean, that happens. Sometimes people have down weeks and whatever. They still end up surviving every week. And truthfully, Wake Forest is not very good. No, I said Wake Forest. Wake Forest has one week. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm not worried about that game whatsoever. The only two spoiler, the only real spoiler out there is Baylor. If they were to win out, that's going to bust a lot of people. Because then you won't get a one-loss SEC team in. Well, yeah, especially if the rest of the Big 12 doesn't lose anything else, obviously, besides those Baylor games, then the conference will look stronger, too. Because right now it's still, yeah, Oklahoma's good, but they're still one loss. Texas was ranked, now they're unranked, and I think they're two losses now. Because here's... Here's the other thing that you have to consider is money, right? Because, it, and this is just the facts of it, bro. UCF was undefeated two seasons in a row undefeated, and a one-loss Oklahoma team got in over them. Why did that happen? Because the athletic director for the University of Oklahoma right, sits on no the college football playoff right. board. Right, there's no what do you money. Mean there's no money. There's no money in UCF being in the bowl game. There's zero money in it. Are you serious? Yeah. They get a lot of money for a bowl game. You're absolutely way off. UCF. If UCF were in a bowl game, you wouldn't get ESPN and ABC being like, what the hell is this? We don't want them in? No. Not if it's a a prominent bowl game. Here's the thing, Tyler, that you're missing. Very seriously. If your conference makes the the college football national championship like final four every school in that conference gets five million dollars that's i get that no you don't get it because you just said that there was no money involved so you don't get that and even big bowl games are still big payouts 
UCF yeah. being ranked eight or whatever they were, they still got a prominent and bowl that's game. Why there's too they much played money. LSU and that's why last year, and they beat Auburn the year before in, a, in the Cotton Bowl or something like that. And that's why there's too much money involved, because you know what's not going to happen? The people that sit on that board are not going to say, we're going to give $10 million a school to everyone in the SEC, and the Big 12 isn't going to get a piece of that. If there's, a one, if there's an undefeated Big 12 champion... There's zero chance that they're not getting in because those schools want that money. And an, and, and an Oklahoma athletic director that sits on that board, you don't think that he wants that $5 million? He's voting for Baylor. Interesting. I don't think you're going to be allowed at Oklahoma anymore, but... I don't, think that'll matter. I don't think that'll matter because if there's money involved, there's money involved. I don't think the rivalries will there's really matter. There's money involved. There's too much money involved. You make the you make the final four, every school in that conference gets five million dollars because they don't want to like it's it's a rule based off of um recruiting. Right? No one wants to say that Alabama is there every year so they should get all the money and all of that kind of stuff so they can recruit more. So they distribute money evenly within that conference as a as a balance of competition. That's why there's too much money involved. If you if you see a, an undefeated Big Twelve school, they're making it. Whether you think they're deserving or not, those are those, those people that sit on that board, go go and look up that board and look at the diversity of who gets a vote and like what conferences they're from, and that'll tell you. Baylor goes undefeated. They beat Oklahoma and they beat Texas. They go undefeated. They're getting in. Both those games are at home, so very possible. You will, very there's possible. a very real chance that you won't see Alabama or LSU, whoever loses next week, get in. Mm, that would be a tragedy. And it gets and it gets even muddier. Right here, here's where it'll really get into the weeds. It'll get even muddier. If, say, Alabama wins, I, I, I think that your prevalent, uh, prevalent thought is that Alabama will beat LSU. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. put money on Bama. See, I'd put money on LSU, but that's just me. But, okay, so Alabama wins that game. Now what happens when Alabama loses to, like, Georgia in the SEC championship game? Well, all right, well, let's do it this way, then. If you want to get muddier, what happens if Bama loses twice? And they're gonna oh, they're out, out anyway. They're out anyway. Oh, they're out twice. Yeah, two-loss team, you're out. All right, so let's yeah, say they yeah. lose to LSU and win the SEC championship. Now what? Well, that wouldn't happen. Because if they lose to LSU, they wouldn't make the, the SEC championship game. LSU would be in over them. So why would Georgia beat Bama? Because Georgia's because SEC There's an West. SEC East and an SEC West. Georgia's in the SEC East. No, they're but you said what if to- they lose to Georgia? In the SEC championship game, right? Well, then it would be LSU playing them if out because that would mean if if LSU if Alabama, would win the SEC West. No, I get right, the exactly. East and West play each other, but you said it gets muddier if Georgia beats Bama, correct? Right, but that would be in the, but that would be in the SEC championship game, right? So you're saying Georgia will leapfrog in? They. Well, then you'd, then you'd have some fighting. Would Georgia be deserving to leapfrog in, or would you still vote in a one-loss LSU team? Because here's the thing. LSU's loss would be to Alabama. Georgia's loss would be to South Carolina. Right. If you're going off of 
strength of wins and whatnot. Right. Plus, LS- plus LSU wouldn't lose, technically, so they would still be a one-loss team. That was the same thing that happened with Alabama two years ago when they didn't play in the SEC championship right. game. That, and they that, still got that in. would probably mean LSU gets in. Probably. Mm-hmm. Especially with all the ranked wins that they have and top ten wins that they have, I would imagine. So let's right. say, so let's say LSU beats Bama, okay. and then Georgia beats LSU. Is Bama still getting in? Uh, they 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 probably would. They probably would. Georgia Georgia's loss was a terrible loss. South Carolina is not very good. Right. And you're talking about a two for, uh, facing a three, and a team that's perennially there. I don't think that you're going to take Alabama off the board for that. I I think what you should see, and I'm just going to say this now, well, I'll assume Clemson wins out. If Georgia wins out, Georgia should leapfrog Clemson. They shouldn't. No. Uh, sorry. When you, have a, uh, when you have a loss as bad as South Carolina, that's but not happening. Clemson, on the skin of their teeth, beat North Carolina. Okay, but did they North lose? North Carolina no. and South Carolina are the same type of team to me. First, no, they're not. they didn't lose, though. If they lost, okay. That, that's a completely different conversation. Clemson's probably 9 or 10 in the rankings if that happens, but they're not. They're still undefeated. Undefeated is undefeated, and that will take precedence. Yeah. That's going to be the way it goes. Oh. I mean, I you know. It's going to be a few, interesting few weeks. I mean, it, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be all that interesting because I think Oklahoma's going to beat Baylor. Which would take, but, but there's a chance that, that Baylor could win, but Baylor's the monkey wrench for this whole thing. Otherwise, you're going to see two SEC schools, and you're going to see Clemson and... And and Ohio and and Ohio State probably. I mean, unless unless Baylor wins out, if Baylor wins out, you'll only see one SEC school. So you're saying Baylor could knock out LSU or Bama, depending on if they go undefeated. Baylor would knock out the one loss SEC school. Hmm. That's what would happen. Because all of a sudden, then you come up with quality wins. People like to knock Baylor's schedule and, oh, they're the Big 12. But what if, what if Oklahoma were, would have gone undefeated? People would well, be like, was, oh, it's a no-brainer. Oklahoma that's what I was right? saying. They have to probably strengthen the conference just because they're a powerhouse. And the same thing with Texas, who was ranked pretty much all year until now. They would have to probably strengthen the schedule out for them. And if Baylor were to win against those teams, obviously those will be losses, but it won't be losses that will be against them because they're wins for them. Right, but think about how the narrative changes just because it's not the team that's perennially there. Because if Oklahoma would go undefeated, you'd be sitting in that chair, Tyler, going, oh, my God, Oklahoma, they deserve to be there. They're going to get in, right? That's what you'd be saying? Correct. So why aren't you still saying the same thing for Baylor? Baylor wins out. They're a team in the same conference that plays the same schedule as Oklahoma that would have gone undefeated like Oklahoma would have. Why would you not be saying the same thing about Baylor? But here's the thing that I would also say about Oklahoma. If you went undefeated, but LSU or Alabama, whoever loses to each other, and they went out, I'm not knocking LSU or Alabama for losing to the either-or because that team is that good, too. It, so, so unless you, it's a blowout. So if it's a blowout, then fine. So, but that's so most likely not going to be the case. 
so you would you would knock out an undefeated Oklahoma team for whoever loses the Alabama LSU game? Yes. You're full of shit. No, you I'm not. So full of shit. You just said to me, if Oklahoma won undefeated, you'd be sitting there right there saying that they deserve to be in. You just said that about two minutes ago. Right. If they went undefeated and LSU or Alabama gets blown out, but that's not going to happen. It's not going to matter whether they get blown out. A loss is a loss, homie. It's not going to matter. Well, no. Georgia didn't get blown. Georgia didn't get blown out. They lost to South Carolina in double overtime. Well, yeah, that's a bad loss, but I think. What he's referring to is the, the magnitude of the loss, too. Because remember, there was that whole controversy two years ago with Ohio State and Alabama who should have gotten in. The difference was Ohio State lost by, what, 30-something points to Purdue. Or, not Purdue, Iowa. And Alabama. No, Purdue. No, Purdue was last year. I'm talking about two years ago. Oh, well. Per, they lost by 30-something points to Iowa, and Alabama's loss was by, I think, 20 but it was to Auburn, so that was the difference. Even though Alabama's quote-unquote strength of schedule that everyone likes to pick on was easier than Ohio State's. I mean, a Big 12 school goes undefeated, they're getting in. That's just, that's just what it's going to be. You're not going to see LSU or, you know, one-loss LSU or a one-loss Alabama team leapfrog an undefeated Big 12 champion. It's not going to happen. Because the other thing... The other thing that people are going to talk about, too, because if they were to go undefeated, they'd have to beat another team a second time because they, they have a championship game. So Again, they, would have also have, they would also have to play an extra game to win an extra time. So right. that would be one. But so not all... only would they be undefeated, but they would also have one extra win than a one-loss LSU or a one-loss Alabama. But they would also probably benefit the conference champion, though, too. Dude, if Baylor goes undefeated, that's going to wreck people. That's going to destroy people's boards. I can see it. And it can happen. It can happen. Brewer and Mims have something good going on out there. Both their key games are at home, so it's definitely possible. And they're playing better defense. People are forgetting, you know, Baylor, you know, while they're not, you know, it's still Big 12 and they're not, you know, they're not super (laughs) defensive. People are forgetting Matt Rule, when he came over from Temple, Temple was known for their defense. He's implemented a lot of that at Baylor. Baylor's a lot better than you think they are. That's fine. I don't think they're better than Bama or LSU. Nobody said talent-wise they are, but there's credentials to get in, though. Right. Who's got more credentials, LSU or Alabama? You have to judge what they played. You don't judge based on their talent. but that's why this week's game carries so much weight, though. Because if, if Baylor does go undefeated, dude, a one-loss LSU team is not getting in. This is your whole season this week. Right. I think Nick Saban and um, who's the new LSU Ed, Ed Orgeron. I think they're going to express that a lot. Because there is no – that's why I think every undefeated team deserves kudos. But at the same time – if Ohio State lost to Penn State, are we kicking out Ohio State? No, I don't yeah, think so. you would because yeah, you would because Penn State would leapfrog up, right? So the they best team in the country you wouldn't want in the national championship tournament. Here's here's what's going to happen. I mean, pick your winners. Is Penn State beating Ohio State? Ohio State's going to beat Penn State, but I'm just saying that if Penn State upsets them because it's any given Saturday, right? Yeah. So 
you don't know who's going to win that football game. No, we can I assume. They, they have way more talent. That's fine. But there are teams that have lost with more talent. So all I'm saying is if Penn State beats Ohio State, that's a problem. If Alabama loses to LSU or either or and then they go on and win, the, you know, they lose in, to Georgia in the SEC championship, that's a problem because now you got two one-loss winners in the SEC. No, you'd have three. Right. Because Georgia would only have one loss, Alabama would have one loss, and LSU would have one loss. So you'd have three one-loss teams in that, in that conference. Right. That's why I'm saying four is not enough. And if you're judging the credentials, you would either have the, either the SEC champion get in or probably LSU just because of the ranked wins, uh, top ten wins they have. So, But, again, I mean, only one and, loss would get in. People sit there and go four is not enough, but four is more than enough. Because everything's going to end up – there's still – I mean, how many weeks are left? Four? four five weeks? Four, four weeks. Four and, right. well, no. four and then the right, tournaments. Right, exactly. So it's, five, so it's five weeks. Because you have four weeks of regular games and then and you have a championship, championship round. Right. Right? So, I mean, uh, so, some of these teams are going to end up losing and knocking themselves out. Right? So it'll, it'll become clear. Four is more than enough. Because here's the other thing. Can you really justify – and this is going to get way in the weeds – but can you really justify making these kids play two, three, four more weeks of college football and not paying them? Well, again, I think they should be paid, and the NCAA is changing that slowly but surely. So it's that, well, But they're not. The NCAA is slowly going away. Yeah, it's other endorsements that are paying them. It's not. The NCAA will not exist in 20 years. I mean, that could be very true. I wouldn't even give it 20 years, though. Now, they'll hold on for a little while, but like, you know, like look at what just happened. California passed a bill that the players can can profit off their likeness, and the NCAA quickly changed the rules. Right? right. You're going to find that so many of the NCAA rules are so archaic that that, that you know they're they're going to have to change their whole structure, and they're going to end up going away because you know there's so much money in college football. There's a ton. That, well, according to you, there's none. <laughs> That's not what I said. I said there's no money to be made in UCF playing a bowl game over Alabama. Sure, that, sure, you, no, there certainly is because then SMU would get $5 million and Louisville would get $5 million. Who the hell wants to go play football at Ole Miss or MSU or any of those schools? At Ole Miss, they're an SEC team. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I misspoke. But SMU, Louisville. Who wants to go play Louisville, there? Louisville's who was at Shane Bouchel, who was at Texas. Went to, uh, he's quarterback in SMU. Dude, you're forgetting, before the death penalty, SMU was one of the top colleges in the country for football. Before they got the death penalty. So you could say who wants to go and play there. They have a deeper pedigree than almost any other school in the country for football. Well, I'll leave my so, and you can say, oh, who wants to go play at those schools? Dude, UCF <laughs> murdering teams these last couple of years. UCF beat Auburn. Yes, they did. Right? They beat Stanford this year. Dude, those schools are getting better and better each year. You're not, are, are you going to tell me Louisville is garbage? Well, Louisville's, they, a, Louisville's they, ACC. They're not AAC. Uh, okay. Right, okay. Memphis is Wait, probably what you're thinking of. 
Right, Memphis. So it's 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 a huge Memphis, conference, but it's Memphis, Memphis, Cincinnati, Memphis, South Cincinnati, Florida, maybe is what uh, maybe Cincinnati, like, right? Yeah. Cincinnati, South Florida. Yep. Like people are going to those schools more and more. Those programs are getting better and better. And God forbid you give them more money to work with. That's why UCF didn't get in over over Oklahoma. UCF went undefeated for two seasons in a row. Fifty-nine straight regular season wins, or something like that. And their uniforms were fire this last week. Did you see them? No, I, but I saw no, I didn't see them. I were they were they gold though? No, dude. They were honoring the uh, the fiftieth anniversary of like the moon landing, and they got all their helmets like to look like moons and stuff. It was totally dope. Who was totally who, dope? Who? What school was this? UCF. UCF. Who, by the way, might have the hottest coach oh, wow, in yeah. college football right now. Yeah, those things are really cool. Wow. Yeah. See how awesome they are? Fire. That is nice. And the coach of UCF, not for nothing, he, his, 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 first of all, one of the best coaches in college football, and second, his name's going to be thrown out there left and right for taking the FSU job. That's how good Josh Heupel is. So you can sit there and go, oh, who wants to go to school there? A lot of people want to go to school there. Yep, they're the people's champion. <laughs> they had a parade. I mean, you can say what they want, you want, but they got, they got pretty screwed. How do you go undefeated for two consecutive seasons playing the competition that they play and also in between – those two undefeated seasons, they beat Auburn in the bowl game and keep them out. Well, that's not going to really carry over to the next year, though. It's it's the same season as the first season. Right, but, the first season they could have gotten in. Uh, they're not going to obviously right, judge that. Right, but then then let me then let me ask you a question. If you're not going to factor that in, what does a team have to do every year? that's in that conference to be considered for a bowl for, for No, this first year I agree they should have made it. I think the second year they were kind of like Tyler's been saying with Clemson at times, they kind of been playing down. So I could see why they didn't get in the second year. The first year they had a case. But again the that bowl game is not gonna factor into the committee in judging that year because they already are ranked where they are. Right, but it just has to go with pedigree and who you're beating and stuff, right? That's fair. I mean, I mean if, if Oregon went undefeated two straight years, wouldn't they get in? Probably. Or Stanford? Yeah. yeah. Dude, UCF is regularly putting Stanford in their back pocket. <laughs> regularly. It wasn't even close this year. Go look at the score of that game. I think it was like 52 to like was, 20. I think it was, yeah, I think it was 48-20 or something like that. It was ridiculously lopsided. You know? That's, they're, they're a powerful dude, and SMU is the same way right now. Right. All right, buddy. Well, thank you for uh, calling in with the college football stuff. Always so who's your, who's your final four, Tyler? Currently? Or I just, I, where I just the wanna, season I will go? No, I, I want to hear who you think is going to be the final four. Bama. Ohio State. Clemson. LSU. In that order. I mean, yeah. All right, well, in that order. All right, yeah, I don't have that. What do you have? 
You think Baylor does go undefeated? I'm taking LSU. Yep. Oh, Ohio so you have LSU State. beating Bama. 100% okay. I do. I could see it. 100% I do. Do, they, do people want to talk about Henry Ruggs and, and Jerry Judy and that kind of stuff? Oh, you're, the LSU receivers are nice, too. I, I think Jamar Chase is very underrated. Dude, Jamar Chase is ridiculous. Justin Jefferson, Racy Knaff. Uh, you know, I mean, they're loaded. I like that they're running back, people. too, they have the, with the hyphenated name. Edward Hilaire? Yeah, he's nice. He's, he, he's really good, right? Really good. But people are all over like, oh, Alabama's this out. Dude, LSU has the number one passing attack in the country right now. So I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm thinking LSU's winning this week. You don't think the loss of that uh, the linebacker that just got suspended or whatever is going to hurt? No, nah, he was situational. Didn't no, I know that. I know that they had to pick three games at so a you certain don't time. Have, you don't have faith in Saban's defense? What's that? You don't think Saban will have this defense ready to go? Listen, Nick Saban is still one of the best coaches. Like, yeah, I mean, it's totally possible Alabama wins. I'm just saying, I like LSU in this game. Okay, that's fine. I think they they have momentum. I think that they have the better quarterback. No, oh, without question. I think even if Tua right. played, they have the better quarterback. That's what I'm saying. I think uh, it doesn't even matter if Tua is there. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, what I'm telling you right now is LSU has the best quarterback in the country, hands down. I'm taking LSU in that game. I would agree. All right, that's fun. So I got L- I got uh, LSU, LSU Ohio, State. Ohio State, Clemson, and Baylor. Okay. Yeah, now it's not likely defeated. that Baylor's going to win. It's not likely that Baylor's going to win that Oklahoma game. Like it's not likely at all. I like chaos. <laughs> you don't say, dude. I like absolute madness. And that will make everybody's heads explode because I am – dude, I've been – Speedy will tell you, I've been on this whole UCF getting screwed over thing for too long, and I want to highlight it. I want, I want Baylor to win to highlight just the absolute ridiculousness of how they pick these teams and how biased the committee is. But do you, don't you think that that's – kind of going to hurt your point, though, because I think the bias would go, all right, we have to get Bama in the tournament anyway. Right. And if that happens over an undefeated Baylor team, Mm. riots. Riots in the streets. Riots. How are they going to justify that? It'll just be pure bias. Mm. And, And just like the NCAA is melting for all of the stuff they've done, I can't wait to see this committee have a meltdown. I don't think I'm telling you straight up. I don't think that it should even be allowed that, that people actively serving at universities, and there are a bunch of them. Go and look up the list at who chooses who's in the college football playoff. It's all PDs from schools and, and presidents at universities and stuff. You're not going to tell me they're biased. All of those people should be re- replaced with unbiased people. Sure. How are, how are you going to sit there and tell me that UCF went undefeated for a second season in a row and you have an athletic director from the University of Oklahoma voting in who gets to play? Oh, how did Oklahoma get in with a loss? Because their athletic director sits on the board. And I like chaos, so I want Baylor to win because if they pork over Baylor, 
Riots in the Streets. Then that's a song, ain't it? Riots in the Streets. That's what I want. I want chaos and I want madness. You want Eagles losing the Super Bowl 2.0? Uh, I, I want just, I, dude. I'm I'm for anarchy. That's what I'm for. Yeah, you're right. It is a because, song. What's that? It is a song. Pokey Lafarge, riot in the streets. Dude, that's what I want. I want chaos and anarchy. Oh well, you're gonna that's get. The, that, that's the only thing that brings about change. Yep, that's you're it. Right. Because you know you're sitting there arguing over. A one-loss Alabama or LSU getting in. What about a one-loss Minnesota or a one-loss Penn State? Right. Wouldn't they have the same claims? No, they would. You're 100% right. That's why I'm saying it should expand to 18. You can't do that, though. Too many well, weeks. Too impossible. Well, we're all about you know? the impossible here on the home stretch. <laughs> no, I'm, we're about the anarchy. No, that's fine. Hashtag ban the beef. Dude. He, he, dude, he's the worst. Did you hear him this afternoon? Oh, dude, he was probably so pumped up. He said he's happy about the win, but not happy how they got it. Meanwhile, the referees gave him the win, so it's all right. Right, well, but this is is what happens with him, right? If they had lost, it would have been all the referees' fault and all this and that. But when they win, everything's fine. Right. Right? Right? Have they lost this year where he hasn't blamed it on the referees? Not yet. Jets. Blame the refs. Yep. Green Bay, Saints, blame the refs. Saints blame the refs. Yep. Saints blame the refs. Right. That's all he does is blame the, the refs when they lose. So they really haven't lost a football game this year. But that's in his mind. He's so delusional. He's so crazy. Dude, my Patriots got beat this week. You know what I said? Patriots made too many mistakes to win a football game. Right. Did you hear what Mike Guido said yesterday? I, I missed it. What did he say? He said his deep ball. You say it, Speedy. You right. heard his stupid comments. So, Monday's show, I think it was like anywhere between the eight and nine minute mark. He said Tom Brady's playmaking ability and deep accuracy is at the same level as Kirk Cousins, Mitch Trubisky, and Dak Prescott. I know because that deep ball he threw on the sideline over Earl Thomas to a really tiny James White was way off base. <laughs> You know, it's so ridiculous, right? But, but again, you've got to take Mike Guido with, with a grain of salt as well. Isn't he the same guy that said Pittsburgh was going to the Super Bowl? How'd that work out? Mm. It worked out as well as I smashed. said. <laughs> right, they're getting smashed. It doesn't matter. And, but, here, but here's the funny thing, right? This is, you know, listen, Ravens played a great, great game. They deserved to win. Great coach. The Patriots were off. Right, yeah, the Patriots were off. They made a bunch of mistakes. Edelman stumbled out. And, you know, it's not to say the Ravens didn't make mistakes because they did. Cyrus Jones with the fumble and that kind of thing, right? Right. But the Patriots will use this as a learning experience because, let's be honest, were the Patriots unstoppable when they went to no huddle? They were. Hmm. Were they not? And just wait till Nikhil Harry comes back. Right. Right. Nikhil Harry's coming back. You know, that'll be there as well. Because here's the other thing people are – Forgetting, you can beat the Patriots once, and you know, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is it. This is the end of the Patriots." How many times have they said that? Twenty times. Do you remember week two last year? The Patriots lost to four teams that didn't even make the playoffs. How'd that season end? Super Bowl champs. Super Bowl champs. 
when, when Kansas City blew out the Patriots on Monday night in Kansas City, and that game was like 48 to 10. 45-14. 45, well, whatever. I don't remember the score, Speedy, but whatever. It was lopsided. No, I know. Right? What did they say? Tom Brady sucks. I was one of, hold on. I also jumped on the bad wagon of, oh, God, it's over for Tom Brady. How'd that season end? Super Bowl champs. So, you know, and it's funny. Did you see the picture the Ravens took after the game? Like, they actually won the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, listen, the Patriots are not a very good team. They have a lot of problems on the offensive line. But they get better as the season goes on. Is David Andrews out for the year, definitively? Yeah, dude, he's got blood clots in his lungs. He's Still? definitely out for the year. Because yeah, no, he, they put him on IR before the season started. No, he's I know, but there were reports back. that he could have played week one, so I didn't know if they were. No, no, no. There were no reports that he could have played week one because that's when they put him on IR. There were a lot this of people speculating that he was going to come back. There was nobody speculating that he was going to come back because they put Nikhil Harry on IR and they also put Wynn on IR and they also put Devlin on IR. Like, the Patriots are missing a lot of people. But they're going to end up, dude, Marshall Newhouse is terrible. Get him off my football team. Yeah, as a Giants fan, I will attest to that. He is horrible. Marshall Newhouse is terrible. Get him off my football team. So that's why I'm... Do you want win back or do you want... I mean, at some point in time, you're going to have to pick... Yeah, no, we have to replace him a tackle. No, no, we have. Marshall Newhouse is one of the five worst tackles in football. So, (laughs) right, yeah, we have picked. Nikhil Harry is a guy that came off IR, and so will Isaiah Wynn because Marshall Newhouse is awful. Right, so there's that. You know, and let's face it. And what are you going to sign Antonio Brown? They're not. That's not ever happening. Um, They're not. That's not ever happening. If, if I was a betting person right now, I would still tell you the Patriots will end up in the Super Bowl. You are a betting person, Jeff. Right, which is also why I want you to think about that, that Wake Forest bet, too, because <laughs> you're the one opening your mouth. I, I, want, I want that. Well, we'll talk about it, because if Wake Forest loses, it doesn't matter. So as long as Wake Forest keeps no. winning. Dude, Wake Forest is going to get murdered by Clemson. That's fine, but I, want, I don't want to take them, and then their star player gets hurt. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, we can we can wait till the week of the game or whatever, but sure. I want you thinking about it because right. And there's nothing more satisfying than cash, Tyler. <laughs> but I don't that. see you ever. So how am I going to exchange cash? Don't matter. I can Venmo. I can PayPal. I can cash app. I can. Oh, you're going to pay money. me, pal. That's for sure. I have less confidence so. in Wake Forest. <laughs> no, I don't. But it's just funny to egg them on. I mean, you're the one making. See, this is you know, this is the. This is the Mike Guido comment. Oh! Oh! Ha! 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 What? No, don't you ever insult me again. That's, uh. how, that's how this is going. That's how this is going. You are so on board with a bad football team. Hand up on this him. Hand up. Hand up, Speedy. Hand up. That's where this Goodbye, Jeff. Sorry. That's where this Hashtag ends. ban the beef. The discrepancy in Clemson and Wake Forest and the Patriots and the Steelers in week one is a lot bigger for... Clemson and Wake Forest. I don't know. I, I have them kind of on the same level. I think the gap between Clemson and Wake Forest is still bigger, though. Oh, you think that's bigger? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, because it was pretty big week one, was it not? It was. No, it was for him. I'm just saying what, what the Steelers were supposed to be at the start of the year and what Clemson and Wake Forest are now, I think the difference is still bigger with the college teams. 
All right. Well, that 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 will put Tyler on the Mike Guido level because I want to see stop. Clemson. No, no, no. I want to see Clemson win like forty to ten, and then I want you to come on air and go. I still think Wake Forest is going to win the national championship. But I never said that. That would be the equivalent, right? Uh, no, no. He's going to say Oklahoma's going to win the national championship. Alabama. When they don't get in. Alabama. You said, so Oklahoma's, you said Oklahoma's going to get in. Uh, so what if Oklahoma gets in? They Close won't. It. They won't. Bama. All right, boys. Roll Tide. Nah, nah, LSU's the national champion this year, boys. Might. I mean, they, they're going to have to go through Ohio State, though. Yeah, I, I just think as a team, like Ohio State has the best defensive player by far, and he yeah. should probably win the Heisman Trophy, even though it's kind of an offensive award. Which is that, that would be great if he does win it, though. He should. He, dude, he is – I mean, that dude is more unstoppable than Bill Cosby at a cocktail party. He is unstoppable. <laughs> right, I mean, Chase Young is unbelievably good. Unbelievably good. Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, World, uh, Vaughn TV, Sirius Radio, not Sirius XM, Sirius Radio, SoundCloud, yes, I'm serious, (laughs) SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Oh man, that was great. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow, maybe. Oh no. Uh, Speedy, say goodbye. Thanks for listening, and have a glorious night. Well, you can't spell Crosby or Clemson without C. <laughs> Jeff, that wasn't funny. It was freaking hysterical. <laughs> it was great. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there's no point in saving this one, right? It's just one of those losses I'll take. All right. See ya! It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.